and we're live. Episode 22 of Living the Guy Life is here and ready to rumble with co-owner of Pacific Calls, the one and only Trevor Austin, also a guide out at Honk Stomper Guide Service in Washington. And we're just going to dig into the Pacific Northwest on what it's like to hunt out there, um, the different scenery, chat about you know his growing up childhood and how he'd go every every weekend and stay in a hotel while his dad was either guiding or he'd go out with him and then we dig into a little bit of uh slade northwest films and what they've done together and the unbelievable film they've been able to create on what they do out in the pacific northwest so i hope you guys enjoy this one i know i did and uh enjoy living the guide life and today we have trevor austin on co-owner of pacific calls and he guides out at honk stomper guide service over in washington based out of uh he's based out of spokane and does a bunch of hunting call making and stuff out there so it'll be really cool to hear about the pacific northwest from him trevor how you doing today Good, man. Appreciate having me on. How are you? Doing well. I mean, the hunting could be better like we were talking about, but other than yeah. that, good. Yeah, it's a little, the weather's pretty, pretty fair and mild, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's brutal. I mean, we had that really cold freeze snap in like October. And yeah. then, yeah. like, I mean, stuff was freezing up. Like, it got really cold and it was sweet because we had a bunch of birds pushed down. And then, like, that lasted for like a week and then it was up to 75 degrees oh, and then it's been that's rough yeah and then it's just been chilling at like 45 50 no way and in your season ends this sunday when does goose end so goose ends january like 4th or something like that um, why the hell is your duck season so short i, I don't guess because it freezes so fast up there usually usually i mean not even really though because Maybe. yeah like you'd think but I'd rather have it like start later and then run mm-hmm. until the middle of December. Yeah, it's funny you say that. We actually, uh, there's some guys that put kind of a committee, like a wash, I think it's like Washington Waterfowl Association or something. And okay. they had a meeting down in Tri Cities um, and they were trying to put a group together and start some sort of, I don't know, whatever you call it, um, an idea or whatnot and start pushing giving us a split season up here more more or less up in washington yeah instead of having you know because i swear like from now until our backtrack to like november 15th or so until now i swear we get like this kind of mild weather at least here in washington and it's fog no wind the worst hunting conditions you could ever <laughs> ask for and uh like let's take that out you know yeah <laughs> i hear you <laughs> let's move it to february when they're actually down yeah no yeah like we'll have i mean we'll have birds sit on water till i mean all the way till january like there will be loads of ducks on the backwaters of like the small rivers and stuff like that and then mm-hmm. you have like suburb ponds that'll hold a bunch of birds that like just stay open and then i'm like yeah. well that's shitty because you can only hunt till december 6th or whatever it is like yeah that's rough yeah i mean they have so like you guys gotta travel yeah exactly that's why we uh i mean we go 
I went to Nebraska last year, and that was a lot of fun. Nice. Um, we're having there Thursday. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, you were telling me about that. What are you, uh, who are you, uh, are you hunting down there? Yeah, we're actually going to go to um, my buddy Colton Teasling, uh, Black Dog Outfitter, just north of Omaha. Um, we're going to go with our Slade Boys, our production side of life, and going to yeah. go film for three days over there. Yeah, so that, see what Nebraska is all about. Yeah, so my uh, buddy Cole is good buddies with him, and then oh nice. Yeah, so Wait, Cole uh, Peplinski. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's who I went down nice. to Nebraska with, because he goes to Lincoln down there, and then okay, yep. um, so I hunted with him for a couple of days. That was a lot of How fun. Was it? it was good. We shot shot a lot of geese. Um, one hunt we had three goose bands and a spec band and then our like six man limit or whatever are they migrator bands or are they local uh three goose bands were local ones and then the spec uh-huh. band was an 18 year old spec sick yeah so that was that's pretty rad yeah it was the so there was two specs that came in that day and those were the ones that uh one was like super young and then that one was like 18 Wow, was it all tarred up pretty good? It was tarred up like decently, but not like yeah. not like well, super yeah. super tarred up. Yeah, I heard like the, what do you tell the age from a spec on their like the unibrow? Because I heard from a biologist. I heard that somewhere too. Um, yeah. yeah, I think somewhere around that uh, they were telling me because I was listening to yeah. a podcast. I'm trying to think of whose podcast I was listening to that they kind of talked about that. Mm-hmm. I always thought it was uh, like how tarred up they were until. Some biologist, some biologist was like, uh, no, buddy, sorry. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, sick. So I've been telling everyone wrong. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, because that's what oh. I thought, too. I was like, oh, yeah, the older the spec, like, whatever. And then we shot that yeah. spec, and I'm like, well, this is 18 years old, and it's not tarred up, like, at all. And I'm like, later I heard that the unibrow deal. I'm like, oh, well, fair enough. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's cool, man. Yeah, you got to love those. I mean, a band's a band. I don't care where it's from. We we band here locally, and then I literally will hunt, like, I, I'm not going to lie. It's, like, half a mile away from where the lake's at. <laughs> and, yeah, in the early season, we get a couple bands regardless. But, shit, that's where the fucking geese are at. Yeah. So, oh, excuse my language. I don't know. Oh, you guys no. swear okay. You're okay, fine. You are <laughs> Yeah, you're fine. Don't um, worry about it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and but you know people always give everyone a hard time. Oh, it's a local band. It's like whatever. He still had to decoy that damn thing in <laughs> and shoot it. Yeah, because <laughs> that's no. what they do. So I'm at Man- I'm in Mankato in Minnesota, and they like yeah, yeah. They band them. I don't know, maybe half a mile from one of the fields that my buddy has permission on. So we'll go mm-hmm. run like traffic out there. And I mean, last year we oh, killed yeah. like we killed like I don't know. I want to say. 10 or 12 of the 100 bands that they banded. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm with you. We do the same. My buddy Steph and I, we do the same thing. Yeah. There's, we've got we got one field that we lease up here in Spokane. We don't really uh, fun hunt that much in Spokane because we're all guiding over in Moses yeah. uh, Lake, which is central Washington. Um, but on the weekdays, because we can only shoot geese Wednesdays and Saturdays and Sundays and then holidays. Really? Where we're at. So Washington's broken up into, I think it's five zones or six zones, uh, six, six, yeah, I think it's six zones. Um, the, the major zones that you can goose hunt on the east side of Washington, because you have the Cascades running right through kind of the middle. Yeah. Um, 
everything to the east of the Cascades, you can only hunt geese. Not everything, I lied. Main zones east of the Cascade, you can only hunt the Wednesday, Saturday, Sundays, and holidays. And then they give you kind of a couple float days here and there. Okay. So, so in Spokane, it's the same thing. We have that same zone, and uh, we can only shoot geese on Wednesdays. That's so weird. If you, if you were to go north by 30 minutes, you can go shoot them every day. Huh. So the one that we have down over here, close to town, um, we banned right next to that. And, I mean, I, I always help out banning. They always need help. You know, they don't, the fish game, they don't always get it out in the word of, you know, to the public, I guess. And yeah, we, I've always tried to just one, like obviously want to know where the bands are going and how much we're doing too. But also, I mean, it's just helping out with it. You know, there's, you gotta, you gotta grab a bunch of people to get this thing and be successful with banning. I mean, have you banded geese before or ducks? Yeah. So I banded ducks, um, a while ago. So they had like this little kind of like hunting camp or whatever they call it. And like, Mm -hmm. so there was probably like, 30 kids that win and they like they like decoy setups um like how to cook duck trap nice. shooting all that kind of stuff and then we got to ban ducks one day and they did like the duck trap they'd have it like a cage floating in the middle of the water and then a pile of corn in the middle of it and then okay. the ducks can only enter one way but they can't exit and mm-hmm. so they'd throw out like five cages on a pond or whatever and then it would load up with ducks and then we just nice. grab the cage and then band them on it was pretty cool like well, that's rad. yeah like i definitely would like to um band over here in mankato i just got to figure out who does it and like all that kind of stuff that's hard to find out sometimes yeah but we found out i've been trying to bring as many people you know from the pacific calls group whoever wants to go into it mm-hmm. um I just it helps out. It's fun things to go do, and you know, get the kids involved, watching them pick up geese and watching geese yeah. shit on them is pretty funny. Or yourself, so <laughs> you know, trying to catch the small ones and yeah. Um, but no, I think it's important stuff that should be done. Oh, so absolutely, I enjoy it. Yeah, and when I get to shoot one, I'm pretty stoked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because like you get to band your own bird, basically, or band. Yeah, I think I think I've shot a couple of them. I think. That's awesome. So, oh, let's see. But, yeah. yeah. I, um, I saw on, like, because we have our Minnesota Waterfowler Group or whatever it's called um, on Facebook, you know. I don't know if you guys have that in Washington, too. But, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and so, <laughs> I was, like, like, I don't know, probably two years ago, somebody shot a duck band that was banded from, like, when I did it and so I was like oh that's pretty cool to see like nice yeah kind of cool yeah yeah I, it kind of is the same thing around here a lot of the local people are like oh we shot it from you know Spokane or because we have a um, uh, there's actually a professor here at the Gonzaga University um, they they he, he brings a four or five grad students out and they help band and there's also a lake right in front of the the university and they uh, they band there as well so Oh, that's sweet. You pick your GU birds or, you know, your Sprague Lake birds or, or whatnot. But, yeah, it's a big, it's a, it's a blast. We always have, we just have, like, uh, corrals. We build corrals up on the beach, and there's, like, five guys out there in kayaks and canoes and push them into the beach. Oh, fair And enough. we just kind of start walking slowly towards them and build a corral around them. Yeah, no kidding. Start grabbing them. Send in the people to throw them over the fence and strap them up with their ID tags. Oh, yeah. Do you guys just so, do the regular leg bands or do you do anything? Sp- yeah. 
No, there's nothing special that I've ever been a part of. Yeah. He used to call her that uh, that um, uh, professor from GU. He used to call her actually. Oh there's, wow. There's still a couple callers floating around. Yeah. That he's done. Uh, they hang down at the at the park. They know what's up. Oh, of course they do. Yeah. Yeah. No, they don't migrate. <laughs> <laughs> all those yeah all the ones that he puts like collars on there's like five sitting downtown spokane they're like nice nice migration pick <laughs> that's awesome so, yeah because yeah. how's your migration over there so where do they even like come from um where do all your birds kind of move through you know we get a lot from alaska uh british columbia our snow geese come from russia okay um northwest territories Wow. And then Alberta, there's there's more birds coming over from the central flyway that we've been noticing. Um, either, uh, like, you can kind of tell in our snow geese population tremendously in the last five, six years. But the uh, majority is going to be the, the West Coast. Okay. Like, they come down, follow the Fraser, and then they'll hit the Cascades, and then they'll kind of break left or right. Um, but, yeah. That's pretty neat, that's, huh? that's kind of our flyway. Yeah, it's... It's fun. I keep wanting to. Uh, I have a little map that I leave on my phone, and it has the kind of the flyway I've been chasing since my dad, you know, put me in a seat. Yeah. And uh, and so I, I star out, you know, where I've been, and majority of my my northern hunts are all up in Alberta, and I haven't really done the BC life yet. So okay. I want to head that way and kind of follow the full Pacific uh, flyway one time and and do that just to just to just to say I did. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet to do because you guys are um, – so are you shooting a lot of snows and, and then – are you shooting Canada's or Little's out there? No, we shoot a lot of big uh, Little Canada's, big Canada's. I mean, uh, lessers and, and graders are our main species that we target in mallards, but for, okay. for, for geese-wise. Snow geese has been a thing um, for the last, I'd say, five years. Uh, the last year they gave us our first snow goose limit. Maybe it was two years ago. I can't remember. Um, but last year, actually, they gave us our own spring season for snow geese in Washington. First oh, ever. Wow. So uh, it sucked. We were guiding every day of it. All we were doing was just fucking hunting adults because all the juvies were down in Utah or some shit. Yeah. And so we were just pounding pavement and pounding our dicks in the sand and... And it was just, it was hard. It was super hard. I talked to one buddy that was down in, like, he's down in the Utah area. And I was like, what the hell are you guys, like, what are you guys doing down there? Yeah. What we're not doing up here. And he's like, well, how many juvies you seeing? So I was like, well, I'm going to count. So the next day I sat there in the blind, I just stared up in the sky and I was like, I counted four. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is bad. We're screwed. Uh, so, so they gave us, they gave us a snow goose season. Um, pretty good one. You there? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I looked like you were lost. Um, so they gave us a snow goose season last year, and now, um, now we chase them. You know, we're chasing them from October to January slash February, March. Oh here, wow! Here in the basin, um, it, you'd never see one. Spokane, you would never even half the people here in Spokane have heard of a snow goose. So, yeah. you know, six, six, you know, five, six years ago in uh, Moses Lake. I, I grew up hunting down in southern Washington, uh, right on the Columbia River that splits Washington and Oregon. My uh, my old man was a, a little, he was a guide for a hot second, and then it turned into a, a club slash ranch. Oh, wow. And I grew up on a, an 88,000 acre ranch where we chased 
everything you can think of. And I was just, I was spoiled, man. Like Jeez. I saw, I saw some shit that I shouldn't have seen at a, at a young child and, <laughs> and just didn't realize like, well, there's, we can do this. And there, I mean, the, the feeds that we would find, you know, your 10 to 15,000 lesser feeds back when they were, were, you know, were common. Yeah. And, and, um, and, but when I was, I don't know, five, six, dad would shoot snow goose here and there. Um, a speck once in a while when I was 10, 11, we were shooting snows, you know, uh, throughout the season a little bit longer. And then shit, when I was 13, 14, we traveled up to tri cities and got closer to, um, like where that's where Saunders is at. And, uh, I guess he'd be the only call maker in, in the tri cities, but he guides down there. And so we started okay. that way. And then all of a sudden you got like a thousand, 2000 floating around. And then when I was 18, 20, when I, when I got to college, then there's like 5,000, 30,000. And then the last five years, man, there's shit. I'd say there's probably 10 to 15,000 snows sitting in, in Moses Lake right now. Wow. And then, you know, further south, I'm, when I say further south, I mean like an hour and a half, there's probably a, the same. So, um, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely changed, changed our flyway, changed the, the goose pattern. That's crazy to see. Yeah. It's uh, it's exciting. A lot of guys get you know stoked about it. They get to chase something else. Um, I I love snow goose hunting when I'm up in Alberta and you know in other states. But when I'm watching our flyway shift a little bit, our big geese are I feel like they're getting kind of pushed out more, and they're they're turning to more of a resident style of goose rather than a, a migrator. And with the snow geese and our, our, our larger population of lessers and cacklers, we're starting to push these bigger birds either to stay further up north or kind of turn into golf course birds. So yeah, I, I, I think it's changing our flyway with having more and more snow geese in our area. Yeah, I can imagine. So, like, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. I love throwing big spreads. I love it. Yeah. I eat that up. That's my favorite <laughs> to shoot in big spreads, man. Lessers, like, that's my jam. We, yeah. we mainly goose hunt in Moses, for guide wise. We, we mainly goose hunt. And I just, if, if there's a lesser field, I'll usually get the one to be thrown at it. Yeah. So. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Big spreads are a blast. Like, yeah. I'm with you on that. I love going up to North Dakota and chasing, like, fall snows. And they oh, yeah. were just dumb, like yeah, they they just eat it up. I mean, you can yeah. you can run around that entire state and just go kill snows. Well, shit. The other day we just shot seventy three or something like that on Thanksgiving Day. Oh jeez. And the the freaking snows work better than the Canada's. Our mild ass weather right now, and no one's really been hitting the snow geese. Like I said, it's kind of like a new thing in our area. Yeah. So not everyone is equipped for this yet, and um it's hard to get on a lot of our ground in the in the central basin okay. uh, Moses Lake Tri-Cities everything either club or leased out uh, you know you can go door knock a little bit here and there but it's, it's pretty difficult um, okay you're definitely not traveling to Washington with a trailer and expecting <laughs> to just land permission left and right like Canada or you know, <laughs> other states I yeah. can tell you that um, just from traveling myself but uh, it's, it's possible so yeah, just got to run, run into the right guys. Yeah, no, it's definitely, definitely hard. So, <laughs> yeah, I can imagine but, that's that's awesome though. That'd be that'd be fun if they had like a lot of snows in Minnesota. Like we, yeah, we don't run into any. I mean, you'll see a couple on the roosts here and there, but I mean, I'm talking like six or eight. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, one day, man, I'm sure they'll be there. They're spreading like wildfire. Oh, yeah. They're going everywhere. Like, each year, I feel like you'll see a few more pop up here and there. Like, you'll see some high, high flyers coming over, whatever it is. But, I mean, I can imagine, give it give it 15 years or something, and I bet they'd be just kind yeah. of moving moving the flyways a little bit around. Well, I've, I've never seen a, uh, a blue here in the Pacific Northwest until last year. And oh, wow. now this last last weekend I saw, I don't know, 15, 20. No kidding. So I, I, don't, I don't know if it's just a fluke or what, but um, <laughs> I think I've been paying attention long enough to see that, you know, having this change is, it's happening, that's for sure. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, yeah, even for us, like, I'm shooting more ducks that I've never shot in Minnesota. Like, we're starting to get decent amount more widgeon and pintails over here. Really? Like, yeah. I don't know what it is, but, like, over the past, like, two years or whatever, I've just noticed kind of every once in a while we'll start just popping them in. I mean, we'll shoot a couple here and there each kind of hunt, and then it's just like, huh. Years before, it's just always, like, mallards, teal, woodies. Um, right. But now it's kind of little variety here and there so you guys shooting mainly uh lakes and such or you dry field i i mainly dry field i mean yeah we we do hunt lakes every once in a while for like divers Mm -hmm. um but for me like it's always dry fields for mallards or canadas Gotcha. Like, right on. Yeah, that's that's the only way to go. Yeah. Like water sucks, man. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like I have my buddies that love to go chase them out on water. Oh, and then I'm just like, you, Yeah, you can do that. I'll go <laughs> I'll that's go the look big some joke else. over here. Yeah, that's the big joke over here at the shop for me is people walking, let's go duck hunting, Trevor, let's go and they're like, Why are you even asking him? You only put waders on <laughs> Man, people die in water. It's hard to die in a cornfield. Exactly. Like, especially if you get wet out out there. Like, your yeah, waders, man. your waders leak. Like, whatever it is, always, like, always leak. Yeah, like you're gonna get you're gonna get wet no matter what. I don't care yeah. who says what. You're always gonna get wet. That is the damn truth. That is the damn truth. I'm a I'm a dry field, 100 kind of a guy. I mean, don't get me wrong. I will go on a duck hunt on the water. I will. I've done it. Yeah. I'm not a pussy about it, but if I have a choice, yeah, you'll find my ass in a dry field so fast. Oh, yeah. Like, my buddies, they'll be like, yeah, let's just go hunt this lake. I'm like, I would way rather just go scout for two days and find a dry (laughs) field than go hunt water every day. Exactly. Like, I'm I'm just not going to do it. I mean, I can – there's a couple of our spots – that are like sheet water that I can just drive my truck right up to throw like two dozen decoys out and then I barely even have to jump in the water and I'm like yep that's like that's my type Perfect. of water hunting yep ankle <laughs> knee deep I'm all about that corn all around it yep yeah <laughs> I'll take that I'll take that all day long oh yeah that's yeah. just it's the best way to you do guys it. have many you guys have corn ponds or anything up there like that yeah so like when it floods it'll get good like it just depends on the year like this year super dry no flooded cornfields like nothing last year it's all natural flood yeah yeah so it just depends on the rain during the summer like yeah last year i mean there was a ton of flooded stuff and 
we had some really fun hunts in like flooded corn or whatever it is flooded sheet water um mm-hmm. and like just different kind of stuff like that but this year it's just been super dry yeah yeah that's that's a bummer it seems like kind of over here a lot of our smaller roosts dried up that i can tell for early season <coughs> excuse me um it's just yeah yeah didn't, didn't have much water that's yeah. for sure and we had a pretty wet spring and then summer hit and it got dry real fast <laughs> yep that's the same same kind of deal for us like yeah i don't know and like so many well the thing is too like out here so many farmers tile everything so it just like takes the flooding out so like oh. if something does want to flood they have all the fields tiled so it's like you got to run into somebody that doesn't have something tiled or whatever it is and that's that's when you're going to see the flooding i got you i got you yeah oh yeah we don't we don't get much flooding over here on the east side it's it's like a desert you can imagine uh sand and then soil and then corn or wheat potato there Hello? Lost you there. Lost you, my bad. Not sure. I got, I put a house on the market here in like an hour ago and my phone won't stop buzzing right now, so I'm sorry. Where's <laughs> <laughs> Work, man. Doesn't stop, that's for sure. Oh yeah, exactly. Oh. oh. But yeah, no, I can imagine, uh, like, over where we're at, there's no, like, sand or anything like that. It's just all black dirt, really muddy, really thick. Yeah. So if we're driving in fields, you got to be careful, like, especially if they're tilled. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're getting stuck. We've hunted, we've done, uh, like, North Dakota before for early goose, going over for game fair and such, and yeah, yeah, you guys guys definitely uh, get a little soggy over there. That moisture builds up in your uh, state bird mosquito, man. It kicks your ass. Oh, yeah. Early season is terrible for the mosquitoes. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's brutal. Just sitting in a tent there at, at the show is terrible for the mosquitoes, man. <laughs> they freaking locked those things up. I swear to God, one year we came in, we set everything up, and the next day we came out, and the fucking, I don't know what hatch went everywhere, but our booth just had mosquitoes. I, I looked like I had chicken pox. <laughs> Oh, we're in a oh yeah. Am I? Yeah. <laughs> I believe it. Like it's it's brutal. Like even running all the way up, it'll run all the way up till like I don't know October, and the mosquitoes will still be just buzzing around. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, it's just it's brutal. Especially if you get like, especially if it stays hot like this year. I mean, it stayed so hot for our duck season, like early duck season, and then just keep some mosquitoes around and then it's just like come on like drop mm-hmm. it to like 50 degrees or something give me something to work with right <laughs> like, I don't wishing be, for that yeah i don't want to be sitting out here just getting chomped on oh man that's uh two years ago there was no wind we were just sitting there in the goose blind in north dakota and it's just you're just slapping your face every 10 seconds <laughs> oh yeah Wait, is this is this worth it <laughs> <laughs> always worth it (laughs) oh exactly now do you guys get 
a lot of rain out there because I know Washington's or like Seattle there's a ton of rain Seattle yeah uh, so the west side we get a lot of rain it, it's kind of we get like steady rain it rains okay. every day kind of a deal drizzle it's not like a, a midwest or a, or a east coast like torrential downpour every single day it's like it's like a mist um, for the most part but the east side is a whole lot drier climate Okay. Uh, we get very little moisture, very little rain. Uh, it gets a whole lot hotter. Our average uh, temperature in here is probably, for the summertime, it's probably, um, I don't know, 85 to 95. Over on the west side, probably 75-ish. Okay. And humid. Over here, it's dry. Like You won't find any humidity in, in our air during the summertime. Yeah. So, and then, uh, obviously, in the wintertime, it's, it's dry, so it's cold and cold and miserable sometimes it can be but you like those days so, oh yeah do you guys get much side, snow no there? rain yeah yeah we actually got two inches this morning it all melted off but oh okay um we uh spokane east side of washington uh does definitely spokane gets a whole lot more we're getting closer to uh you're getting closer to idaho and montana so you're getting more of the, the rockies and such and cell yeah. hurts and you're you're in the base of the mountains um and so we get i don't know a couple feet for sure oh wow every winter so yeah it can definitely add up um but and that's that's a fun time to go out and hunt yeah unless everything just freezes up and it's snowed over so oh yeah i hear you but it won't it won't get like that I mean, honestly, we're, we don't get, we'll get a hard freeze probably close to January 1, and then it'll open back up. You know, we get, like I said earlier, we get that Pineapple Express around uh, January 15th. Yeah. And everything just kind of opens back up, and that's when we get the sheet water because the ground's still frozen, and there's an ass load of snow melting, and yeah. ducks are flying all fucking day and getting killed, and geese are, you know, fr- falling from the heavens. So it's you got like two weeks of like pound town, and then you gotta, then you end it, and you have like the last week of season, and then they're just hard as shit again to hit kill. So yeah. you go through like a, a glory moment, and then it ends. <laughs> oh, but oh yeah, uh, it's. We get, we got snow, it got cold early, I got, when was it, uh, I got cold at late, middle October, I think, end of October, okay. we were hunting, I don't, Trevor Bennett, I don't know if you know him, but yeah. he, a uh, good buddy of mine, he guides with me over at Honk Stomper, um, him and I were running a lot of hunts together uh, up north, and uh, and we were shooting a lot of the migrators coming down. And okay. you, could, you could watch them come down and we just had a lot of cold north winds this year which was which helped out a lot so yeah that's awesome yeah that's but awesome the snow hopefully comes here soon we need we need some we need some harsher weather these birds are just we're getting i, I think the canadas are they're like an average five to eight like passes over your decoys until they either tell you to piss off or actually want to die no kidding yeah they're they're hard right now these last two weeks have been pretty hard yeah oh yeah i hear you on that yeah they've been they've been a pain in my ass this past couple of weeks up here yeah it's it's just not a good time yeah no it it needs to need some weather change that's for damn sure yeah something to happen these birds are stale yeah like i went and watched taking off i went and watched them tonight and i was like you know what maybe little clouds here and there like they'll fly a little early nope 
shooting time. They get right off the roost. And I'm like, oh. Same shit over here at grade two. We were out. I was, I was up at five at my office at like six and putting in uh, this listing and then heading out with my buddy to go scout. And he just came up from Oregon to, uh, he's one of my good friends, Patrick, came up here from uh, Portland and okay. to help out the shop because we Black Friday sales. Yeah. Um, I was like, get your ass up here and hunt with me for a couple of days and then help me at the shop. And so we went out and I showed him the area. Dude, we didn't see a fucking goose fly anywhere. We got full moon, clear skies, and just like right at that perfect freezing point where they're like, oh, I'm warmer in the water, but I'm not going to fly because it's not that cold. So I don't really need a lot of food. Yep. And we were out there from seven till noon didn't see a fucking bird fly and then my other buddies i call them i'm like all right tag you're it like you get your ass out here so you can find them <laughs> he texts me at three o'clock he goes these pricks haven't left like i'm fucking going home like, yeah. okay. <laughs> let's not hunt tomorrow that's fine <laughs> yeah oh i i'm in the same boat as you i went out this morning and i was like yep nothing flew like something's gotta fly this afternoon like i'll go watch a roost and then nope I guess I'm not hunting tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Same yeah. conditions, same sunny shit. Like, sunny, warm, going to do the same thing. Hopefully Thursday, it looks like it's going to be cloudy. Hopefully that changes something. Like, I don't know. Need it. Need something to change. Just need snow. That's what I'm, so like, I'm hoping for Nebraska. I hope there's some sort of, I don't think we're going to get it, but just need some sort of cold breakthrough. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, I mean, even if we had like two inches of snow up here, game changer. Like, yeah, yeah, you put a little pressure on the birds, man. Yeah, make them hungry. Like, give them something to work with. Like, come on now. I mean, yeah, if it's sunny every day and it's 45 degrees, there's no reason for them to get off the roost. No, like, yeah, they'll just eat the grass in the side of that lake. And- yep shit on all the boats over there <laughs> go walk well, up on the um golf courses and yeah i mean yeah you guys hunt any of your golf courses over there i mean i have back in my hometown early season excuse okay. me early season um uh, but not like this time of year most of our golf courses that they sit on are right in the middle of town i mean you're not going to mm-hmm. run into mm-hmm. any golf courses and you can really hunt Right. Um, but like when you can, it gets it gets pretty rowdy. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard. There's a couple of courses around here that guys do it. Yeah. I've been invited, but they're like, "You gotta shoot a bow." I'm like, "I don't, I don't bay game hunt." They're like, "Well, you better get a bow." I'm like, "Fuck, I gotta get a bow and to shoot a goose." Oh, I mean, I'll do anything for a goose, for sure. Yeah. Oh, I still haven't gotten that bow yet, but I need to. I need, I need to do it yeah. one of these days. I'll find a second. Yeah, just get like a nice little recurve or something, and then like just start slinging arrows across a golf course. And I haven't. I, the one time I've actually like slung an arrow across the backyard, my buddy's little brother was like 14. I'm sitting there pulling this fucking string back, and I'm shaking at my knees. And he like looks at me, and he's smiling. And he goes, "You're doing it wrong, you pussy." And he grabs it from me, and he just pulls it back like a champ. And I'm like, "Oh." All right, you gotta put a little motion into it. So then I, then I figured it out. But I thought that was pretty good. Little fourteen year old calling my ass out. I'm like, bro, I just got done with baseball. I'm tired. Okay. 
Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, no, it's, I've never, uh, I've never, oh, I take that back. Actually, I have goose hunted with a bow once. And that nice. was, that was my backyard. And I was like, yeah, oh. I was like, that's sick. Yeah, I was like 14 at the time. And then, so like, I live right in the middle of the city, but got like, got some acreage and then like two two decent sized fields that they'd like fly over every morning. I'm like, well, I can't drive anywhere. Like, might as well just throw out a nice little spread and see what I can do. Hell and yeah. I would just be slinging arrows left. They wouldn't come in. My calling was terrible. So like, they'd just fly <laughs> over and I'd just be slinging arrows in the backyard. <laughs> Hey, dude, you're out there doing it. That's what it's all about, especially at that age by yourself. That's pretty rad. Yeah. Oh, it was a blast. Like, and then later, like throughout the year, I just every time I'm walking around back there, oh, there's an arrow. There's an arrow. Yeah. Finding all your old shit. Oh yeah. Like, did you ever kill one? I never, never got one. Never. I mean, it was terrible. Like, I'd be. Nothing ever landed or got close. They'd always be like, I don't know, 50 yards flying over me. But mm-hmm. I was just, I was slinging arrows. Hell like, yeah. I would have been too. Yeah, old <laughs> fireball arrow coming out of goose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was fun. That would have been sick. <laughs> yeah, that was a, it was a good time. Like, when you're young like that, can't drive anywhere, so you just got to make what's do. Shit, man, there's a pond. So I grew up over in north of Seattle on the other side of the state. Okay. And um, my dad, who was a guide on the east side of the state, just a weekend guide. Yeah. And for, for whatever time length that actually lasted. But um, so every weekend when I was born, we would travel uh, four hours on a, either Thursday night or Friday morning early to go scout. And then dad and I were, were first dad would go hunt mom and i would sit in the hotel room all day long yeah and then once i could start walking and go outside with him then i started hunting with him but so every single weekend we'd have to travel so i actually never really got to hunt locally until my my dad's a um irrigation contractor slash landscape contractor residential and uh there's a nursery downtown woodenville have you ever heard of uh, saint michelle winery or red hook brewery any one of those I think maybe they're, Red Hook. I think I've heard okay. of that. So, yeah. So, they're, they're both decent-sized names out there. And, uh, anyways, there's a sod farm slash nursery in the middle of Hoity Toity, uh, Woodenville, Redmond, in Seattle. Yeah. And here comes, like, 500 honkers coming from Lake Washington where, you know, Bill Gates live and, you know, all your rich people. Yeah. And uh, we would hammer the fucking geese <laughs> coming into this valley. And you'd have the moms walking on the boardwalks. Because next to it was 48, I think it's called like 48 acres soccer field, probably one of the biggest soccer complexes in, in the Northwest. And there's these fucking five people out there banging away on keys. Every, like, I think the last two years of it is like every time we'd go out there, a cop would come. And we got to know the cops, and they're like, "Okay, we just have to show our presence because then they're gonna get pissed. And if we don't show up, you guys have the right to be out here and just try not to shoot next to the new condos. And then that mom that's walking on the boardwalk, try not to shoot her either. But like, you guys are good, so it was it it was fun. It was definitely fun. Um, We'd go into the nursery and grab like emerald greens. So like, 
I mean, pl- trees that were five feet tall. Yeah. And throw them on a little fucking trailer, and not, we'd use that for a blind. And dude, these things with dumber and rocks, and we're throwing out the old outlaw silhouettes and oh, fucking hammer. We'd hammer these things. Every we'd, we'd only do it. It'd be like uh, September early goose. We have two days to do that, so we'd hammer them for two days. Yeah. And then it'd be like beginning of October. And then once November hit, we would cruise down to Patterson's, what it's called, so south of Tri-Cities. And so that was kind of like my childhood hunting. So my local hunting didn't get to happen too much. Got to happen a couple times um, here and there, having that. But like having the ability to walk out my backyard to go shoot a goose, potentially shoot a goose, yeah, that would be sick. Yeah, that was fun. That would be sick. That, yeah, I bet. Like, I had the same kind of deal that you did over here my uh older buddy so you like mentor of mine that would take me out like every weekend or like quite a bit like before i could drive and like one of his main fields we'd go hunt and it's like right next to a suburb like right next to it so we'd like every once in a while sail geese in there there's geese walking around like the sidewalks mm-hmm. and like all this kind of stuff <laughs> and he'd be like yeah chance like i'm gonna open the door up like i'm gonna unlock the door and you're just gonna jump out and grab that thing and wring its neck and throw it in the bed of the truck <laughs> i'm like all right dan i got this and i'd like jump out there running after this thing this thing's hissing like hissing at me oh pissed. my god like I'm like, Dan, what do I do? He's like, just jump on that fucker. I'm like, all right. <laughs> There's people like watching me from their decks. I'd grab that thing. And one of the times I grabbed it, like thought I wrung its neck, threw it in the back of the truck. And then we get home and he's unloading or like goes to go grab the geese to unload them. It just slaps him right across the face. Just smokes him. And I I was just dying laughing. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. That's good shit. Oh, my God. It was... That's something you'll remember forever. Oh, yeah. And then we were hunting that same field, like, I don't know, a couple years ago. And it was, like, till... It was a tilled cornfield. And we shot one, and he's running around, like chasing it i don't know i thought he had the dog that day i don't know why he was running around but he's running around chasing it trying to jump on this thing and he jumps like the third time and finally gets it he was walking back he's like he's breathing heavier than shit and he's like i think i definitely broke some ribs jumping on that goose and he goes to the hospital and broke like four ribs no way (laughs) oh poor bastard oh it was terrible like that sucks. That sucks. Uh, <laughs> we had um, I was doing a, a landscape project for with, or for my business partner Alex for his uh, mother-in-law. Yeah. When I when I graduated college, I didn't have shit for jobs to, to go. I, I graduated with a natural resource degree. Okay. And so you either got into firefighting for for forestry, uh, range management, some sort of aquatic or some sort of fucking state park. Yeah, degree something, and if you wanted to make a dollar, you had to go back and get your masters and whatever else past that. And I was like, oh, I, I got my four year. That's as far as this kid's gonna go. So, yeah. So anyway, so I went back to the landscape life, and I was doing some side projects. And um, Alex's mother-in-law lives next to one of the golf courses here in Liberty Lake, next to Spokane. Okay. A little suburb from Spokane, and kind of that, kind of like the rich area. And yeah. And so I had my buddy, uh, Michael Mitchell. I don't know if you ever hear that name. He's a good friend of mine as well. From okay. Spokane. And uh, 
yeah, <laughs> he's helping me out. We're going back and forth, going to get material, and all of a sudden we go back um, down the down the way and we pass the golf course, and here's a dead goose laying on the other side of the fence, <laughs> and belly up, fucking band on the leg, oh sitting there, golf, golfers all around, fucking moms walking their kids around, going to school and shit. <laughs> And, it, and, it, and it, I think it was September or maybe it was some, summertime. So anyways, I don't know if they're going to school, they're just all hanging out. Yeah. But uh, so Mikey was a little bit chubbier back then. And that fence, I think it was like an eight-foot fence or some shit. And I go, all right, I'm going to turn around. You jump that fence and then throw it over. I'll park real fast. You throw it. I'll grab it, throw it in, and I'll meet you on the other side of the over here so no one sees us. And I was crying so hard watching him roll over that fucking fence. And I got out and he threw it. And as soon as I caught the goose, I turned around and there's two moms walking with a stroller staring at me. I'm holding this dead goose with my truck running. And I just throw it in the bed of my truck awkwardly. And I just run back in. And I just take off. And Michael's sprinting down this fucking golf course. He didn't go through the fence I told him to. He saw a gate that he could actually go through. And he's sprinting. And there's golfers hitting balls towards him on fucking like hole nine or some shit dude he hops in and i go thanks for the band man and he goes what i did all the work and you get the band i go nah i'm fucking with you i'll give it to you but that was the funniest shit i think i've ever been a part of finding that dead band on the side of the road that's awesome Oh yeah, you gotta love city life, right? Oh, exactly. <laughs> like, people uh, look at you like you're fucked up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> people are looking at you like driving past, and they're like, "Who are these kids? Like, what are they oh. doing? <laughs> <laughs> they must be hungry. <laughs> like, are their parents not feeding them? <laughs> like, yeah. what's going on? <laughs> poor, poor people. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's stories like that. It's a blast. It's hunting the city like it's fun there's no doubt it, about it that it makes some good stories that's for sure yeah oh yeah like that's for damn sure we had last year we had the sheriff called on us um because we were hunting like literally the edge of city limits in a field that i have mm-hmm. and the sheriff he's like he's used my trailer and then i got like my uh smack them outdoors logo on it and then he like calls my buddy because his his numbers underneath like our Instagram or whatever, and mm-hmm. then he's like, "Yeah, well, they were calling like a lot of shooting. Like maybe if you guys could like be off the like edge a little bit or like further into the field, that'd be great." He's like, "Well, I'm not even down there right now." He's like, "Oh damn! Like we'll just let your buddy know that." Like, but man, I wish I could be out there. You guys are smashing them up. Like, <laughs> fair enough like yeah right like if you would have called me i'd probably just said come on out like <laughs> yeah for real <laughs> uh, yeah you gotta have you gotta have that game board and buddy i got a buddy like that up here in town he'll see us he'll pull in and everyone's like oh god game board's coming i'm like yep yep just make sure your shit's straight yep <laughs> He'll roll up. How's the shoot? Blah, blah, blah. You guys need to ride back to your truck? Yep, thanks. Sometimes you won't even check us. And you're like, oh. I was like, see, you just got to be right. You got to be nice to the right people. Oh, exactly. <laughs> uh, um, oh, yeah. yeah. You, you always got to have somebody like that to bank on. 
Uh, we uh, at the at the old call shop. So when we first got out of the garage, we moved over to this one uh, commercial lot, and uh, the machinist that was actually turning our calls before we were turning our own calls. Um, okay. He was he was next door, and so uh, then I, all of a sudden I started hanging out with this game warden. So then you'd start seeing a game warden come into the shop, and he was an old timer hippie dude. Yeah. I mean, he smokes a lot of pot, grows weed, kind of just like <laughs> against the man kind of deal. And, yeah. and so he comes over after he leaves. He's like, man, are you okay? Are you, are you guys in trouble with anything? <laughs> I'm like, no, no, Jim, we're, we're solid. Why? He's like, well, I saw I, I saw the gaming here, dude. You know, there's some bad shit's going down. <laughs> He's like, no, no, it's just a friend. You're friends with that? I'm like, yep, yeah, I am. I am. I'm friends with everyone, man. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. No but, kidding. But yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to figure out how you guys really started Pacific Calls. Like, what? Uh, what yeah. made you get into that game? Man, this one dude wouldn't put me on staff. I'm not gonna say his name, but so I was like, fine, fuck it, and started yeah. making my own calls. Kind of a deal. Um, kind of one of those attitude. I was 21 and full of piss and vinegar and. <laughs> Playing college baseball at uh, Spokane Falls Community College here, and yeah, and so there was uh, there's this guy that was, he was also he was a year older than me. And he was a catcher as well. I was a catcher, and so him and I were bullshitting, and and he walks up to me, he's like, "So I hear you hunt," and I go, "Yeah, yeah, I sure do." And I, I'm not from Spokane, he is, and he's like, "You can be like hunting on my, some of my ground around here," and I was like, "Bye." <laughs> I don't know, maybe if I get permission, I guess. I don't know, man. It's my second week here. Like, fuck off. What's your deal? Yeah. <laughs> And so, dude, he turned into my best friend. Um, oh, that's awesome. He, uh, so we started hunting together all the time. Him and his dad used to do it a whole lot more down in Portland when they lived down there as well. And, uh, so I kind of got him back into the into the real realm of like, hey, this is goose hunting. We're not jump shooting shit. We're yeah. fucking going around and we're setting up. And like, it, him and his dad didn't ever really have the have the gear, you know, to go do that. Um, so okay. I kind of got his fire lit back under his ass. And yeah. <laughs> and so after the first year of baseball that I had he was that was the second year so he was done uh, the coaches called me in they're like hey we want to have you uh, you know here's your summer workout here what who are you gonna go play for and all this shit and I go I'm I'm done I'm I'm toasted yeah they're like well you're not playing summer ball I go no no, no I'm, I'm done with baseball um hanging the cleats up and they're like what why and I go because I just want to hunt with my dad in Canada and you guys won't fucking let me yeah my mom didn't let me in in elementary through high school because I couldn't miss school you guys won't let me miss fall ball I'm done I'm not going with baseball like let me just I'm gonna go live the hunting life and one coach is like yep saw that coming and the other <laughs> two were like what in the hell are you thinking so I walked out of there hung my cleats up and then um you know summer goes through I'm still hanging out with my buddy Aaron and then uh, we have fall and him and I are hunting every single day and uh, and one day he calls me up and hunting season just got over and he just goes hey dude you gotta, you gotta come over to the house dad got a lathe and he's making uh, duck hall barrels I was like oh well, that's cool so I you know peep off over there and yeah <laughs> he's showing us how to run a lathe and I ran a lathe since high school in woodshop and we were just, you know, echo shoveners, just shoving the echo insert in there and being like, fuck yeah, we got a duck call. This is cool. I mean, shit, dude, we were using like closet rod 
uh, oak for barrels and trying to figure this out. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, uh, I'm either trying to figure out how to buy acrylic or wood or beer at this point in my life. And I didn't know like which way to go. So, you know, Aaron and I, we'd always put our money together and try to just to fork up whatever we could get. His dad would throw us a couple parts here and there that we could spin on. And yeah, dude, we were just blowing up acrylic left and right, buying more material and figuring it out. And, so I, a year of that happened, and then I uh, I transferred down to WSU, and Aaron calls me up one day. He's like, hey, I got this guy. He wants to come check out calls and build calls with us. And I was like, dude, we don't want to have a third person part of this whole thing. It's just not, not yeah. like, we don't we don't need to have three people part of, like, owners. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't know, man. He's, he's got a lot of good ideas. And I was like, oh, just let me know. And like I said, I'm, I'm down. And so at this point, I transferred down to Washington State University. Uh, go Cougs, if anyone's listening. Um, yeah. And uh, and so he was up in Spokane still. So I come up in Cinco de Mayo the night or the day after. It was May sixth, and so I'm, and it was graduation day. And so everyone at WCU, it's like it was ranked party central in the '90s and like Playboy and shit. So it <laughs> it still holds that. Um, yeah. So I'm feeling a little under the weather, and I roll up to the <laughs> shop, and here's this guy Alex Jurgis. And he's in there all fucking bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. And he's like, I made this. I want you to try it. And so I try it. And I damn near throw up in the thing. And I'm like, I don't like it. And I, I leave. And so that was my first introduction with uh, with Alex, my business partner now. And so a day goes by, and, and I talk to Aaron. And he's like, dude, what, you know, what's your deal? I'm like, sorry, I'm just I'm out of it, man. Like, I'm sure it was a good call. Um, and that call actually now is the 509 goose call, our first goose call we ever built. And so, um, oh, that's awesome. so anyways, so a couple months go by, Alex is chirping at me and he's like, dude, I'm ready. I want to buy in. Let's do this. So we all kind of had a meeting and, uh, and Alex jumped in. So it was Alex, Aaron and I, um, and then another year went by. Aaron's ventured off towards baseball. Like he, he loved baseball, so he became a high school coach here in town. Okay. Um, Alex and I just kept grinding. I literally had a lathe down in. The, I lived in a, a house with seven dudes, and down in the basement, one of my buddies lived in. And the fucking uh, it would flood whenever it snow and melt, and oh, so geez. his his bedroom was actually the highest point in the basement, so water wouldn't come into his room. Yeah. It would come into the little shack room that I had where my lathe was at. And I, I had to duct tape my uh, extension cord up into the ceiling so I wouldn't <laughs> shock myself. And I'd put waders on. Bro, I, I put waders on and I would spin calls in in the basement of this shit. And, there's, and the guys would come down and they're like, what in the fuck are you doing? I'm like, I got orders to make. And we had, I mean, I had my dad's buddies, right? I mean, we weren't selling shit at this point. I had my dad's buddies. They... I grew up and it turned into a club. So I grew up knowing, I mean, so many old guys, yeah, younger guys, but they just wanted to support us. And so I was selling closet rod shit for $75 to these guys. Yeah. Some of them still have that same, the same calls and it's pretty cool, but, uh, that's awesome. Um, and so over, over the time, um, Aaron started doing the baseball thing. Alex and I kept with the duck thing and it, it came down to the point where, uh, Alex and I continued to go do uh, to go do duck calls and goose calls, and Aaron went over to go do um, uh, baseball coaching and such. So he uh, he followed his dreams, and we followed our dreams opposite directions. And uh, so it's just at that point, it, it got everything kind of moved over to Alex's garage. Oh gosh! And he lived in a nice little na- or at that point lived in a nice little neighborhood, you know, two car garage, yeah, uh, baby's rooms. 
above the garage where we're making calls. So first firstborn, uh, Izzy, God bless that little girl. She <laughs> fell asleep to duck calls or us screaming at broken parts or yeah. drunk nights. Who knows what it was? But <laughs> so we did that for a couple of years, and we you know we were running into issues with neighbors being too loud, calling in the fucking garage, and running comp routines summers suck because then we had to start running comp routines yeah and that garage would get to like 110 degrees and Jeez. so you would you would fucking open that door real quick and uh and it, you just piss all the neighbors off there was one time where this neighbor actually came up and yelled shut the fuck up or i'm gonna fucking kill you guys and so alex walks out and he's just like bring it fucking and it's like it just in the middle of a nice suburban neighborhood mom's walking their kids type shit and here's two dudes just screaming because these two fucking 20 year olds are blowing their duck calls too loud and so um a couple months later his wife uh, was pregnant again and she looked at both of us she goes once this one's born you're out of this house and we're like oh <laughs> shit and so i'm still yeah. in college at this time and uh, I think this, yeah, that would have been my senior year. Alex and his wife, they've, uh, so they're coming on their second child. And, and I graduate and we find a shop that, that spring. Uh, we find a shop and <laughs> right next to the machinist that was building all of our calls, Jim. Yeah. Jimbo. And, um, and so we moved out of the garage and moved into a little 1,200 square foot shop. Fair enough. And bought our first <laughs> CNC machine that next year realized that uh, Alex is smart enough to watch YouTube so many times <laughs> that he can run a CNC machine by the grace of God yeah. and uh, we just man we put the pound town I watched that I watched Alex blow up probably $8,000 worth of tools in, oh, um, in the CNC machine and I was like no I'm good like you, you keep learning I'll just keep looking back over here and I've got you boo like, yeah. I, I got your back so so he stayed on he stayed on the machine and uh, you know he got help we would go down to the community college and literally talk to uh, the professor and sneak in on their classes just to learn like how to turn these fucking machines on. Yeah. And while we have one parked in our shop and we're like, what in the hell are we doing with this $40,000 machine? <laughs> yeah. I'm freaking out because that's a car payment. And yeah. at that point in my life, I'm like, fuck, I've never seen that much cash. Yeah. And so we, uh, so Al, like I said, Alex, he, he learned how to, uh, to, We'll learn how to become a machinist over YouTube and <laughs> listening. And I would just play the venture of, okay, set it up. I'll hit the green button and press go. Um, and then little by little, man, we, you know, you, you get into the call, into the call industry and way more tight knit than people really understand. Yeah. Um, word of mouth is a huge thing. It can be, I mean, it's like the, the whole hunting community is tight lipped. Not yeah. tight lipped, but oh, it can be sometimes. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. Depending on what social media you're on. But mm-hmm. um, uh, there was a lot of good people. And so then we kind of started getting the odd jobs here and there from other call makers. So then we got another machine. And then we started getting more jobs. And then we got another machine. So right now we're rocking. Uh, we're in our third shop. It's, we're in a 2,200 square foot shop, and then Jeez. we have a, a 3,200 square foot storage down the way in a different shop because they fucked us over last year. The the rental company. Okay. Um, we were making too much dust. Is what happened. Oh jeez. And so with the <laughs> dust was creating these crystals that are made for the government to turn yellow instead of stay clear. And the crystals are used for all their computers and shit. And so we got a cease and disorder 
um, or to get sued for $2 million. Jeez. And we couldn't do either of them. So, <laughs> uh, so we just kind of kept working. We'd literally go in at night and start cutting wood so they wouldn't fucking know that we were out there. Yeah. Um, while mean, meanwhile, we're trying to find a new uh, new place to go to. And so they, they bumped us across the way into this new commercial lot. <laughs> and uh, we've been here for about a year and a half. Um, I just locked down. I'm in real estate. That's my other gig. Okay. And so I just, I just, we just locked down a piece of dirt out by Cabela's right on the state line uh, road of Idaho and Washington. And there's oh, nice. Cabela's right there. And so we're going to, we're planning, uh, we're planning to build about a 5,000 square foot shop oh, out wow. there and putting a big old duck head on it and uh, start running, uh, start running the shit out of there. That's so, awesome. Well, congratulations yeah. for that. Yeah, man, it's been it's been a fun ride, dude. Honestly, it's been uh, I never expected to be making as many calls for for us in general and having you know for the growth that we've had and uh, but also the manufacturing of it. Um, I think we're up to twenty some call makers now. I think that we wow. push for. So uh, a lot of good dudes out there. We've had a lot of you know just a lot of some of the old timers, man. You fucking learn so much from these guys and yeah. Uh, it, it's fun. There, there's a whole other call call side of it that I was never a part of growing up that a lot of these guys in like in the Midwest and Central and South, I mean, especially Arkansas and such, you know, there's a call maker in every fucking corner, it seems like. Yeah. Um, and it's cool, you know? Everyone's got their own little touch. Yeah, no kidding. Well, that's really cool to hear. Like, so, quite the story. Yeah, yeah it's, been, uh, it's been a wild ride, but we've had the right people behind us um helping us so friends and family have kicked our butts to stay in shape and gear with going the right direction so we've you know alex like i said i I can't put enough in that guy that guy is uh, a grinder i i'm i I goose hunt like goose hunting is my jam when it comes to goose like season yeah and we have a lot of call orders there, he tends to get a little upset because I'm like, sorry, dude, got a loaded feed. Uh, you coming or are you staying home? Like, you know where my ass is going to be. And, you know, I feel bad for some of our customers and they like, well, I haven't seen that couple days. I'm like, I'm sorry, been smashing some birds. Um, but hopefully everyone doesn't get too mad. <laughs> oh, yeah, I hear you. Like, hey, if the feeds appear, like, you got to do what you got to do. Like, well, I mean, with guiding to it, uh, yeah. you know, we, we can only guide Wednesdays. We only guide Wednesdays, Saturday and Sundays. Yeah. Here. So every Thursday night, I pack my shit and my pup and we head uh, to Moses Lake about an hour and a half, two hours away from Spokane. And now I live in a, a camper behind uh, grandma. So the, the guy I guide for, Austin Sandman, one of my good friends, one of my best friends, he um, his grandma has this bitchin' uh alfalfa field and this big shop and so i uh, my buddy blake gibson gave me his trailer to a camper to sleep in this this winter because we lost the old guide house uh austin austin moved in with his girlfriend so oh geez. so we uh we kind of all split our ways and yeah. so some of us are living with him some of us i went to the camper i like you know I like my own little spot yeah I got my i got my pup so him and i chill there and um, it's on the farm, so it's kind of kind of sweet. But so I head there every Thursday night and uh, scout the Fridays and shoot Saturday Sunday and head back home Sunday nights. Yeah, fair enough. How old's the pup? Uh, he's five and a half months. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, it's... I got him from uh, Bennett's dog. Yeah, I was Sage. gonna say Sage. 
had a litter yeah. with Cody Stokes's uh, dog, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they sure did. It was fun. I got I was FaceTiming, FaceTiming during the action. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I was like, Trev, why are you FaceTiming right now? He's like, Oh, Cody wanted you to see all what's going on since you couldn't make it. I was like, Thanks, Code. <laughs> oh no, dude, the dogs are awesome. Uh, mine's Nash. I got a little yellow. I wanted the black lab, but uh, but Stokes got it. He got Fair the enough. he got the black male. And there was two yellows and then uh, two yellow males. And then five black females. I have a yellow male, a yellow female, and a, a, a chocolate male. Okay. And so my wife and I were like, "Fuck, we got to get the trifecta." Yeah. Let's get a black. And then uh, little Trav was like, "Dude, just get the yellow with me. They'll be brothers <laughs> like us." I'm like, "All right." So I got the yellow, and it's the best best decision. Yeah. So Nash is he's he, they're solid dogs. They're all I've met a couple of them, and they're all badass dogs. Yeah. Oh yeah, so I've watched. I've watched Trevor's uh, videos of Sage, and she's she's a beast. Yeah, man. I remember that. I remember when Sage, he literally picked her up and then came over to my wedding and did uh, the drone footage for my wedding. And Sage is literally running around my my wedding, and there's just this little black lab. And I was like, where the fuck? There's no dogs allowed here. And so I got we got in a little bit of trouble with little Sage, but yeah, man, she's been a killer since day one. Uh, I watch her do some shit, so it's been fun to watch watch those two grow. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, Cody Cody's a beast too. I he's actually gonna be on uh, the podcast after you, so I already recorded one with nice. him. So he's a yeah. oh right on yeah. So he's cool. he's a blast. He was super fun oh, to yeah. talk to. Yeah, I know Cody's got a lot of good shit to talk about. He's smart. He's a smart cat, that's for sure. Yeah, a whole bunch of fun. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I've yeah. I've never seen his dog run, but I can imagine he's a beast too. Uh, he's a big boy. Yeah. Um, I think he's sitting at like I think he's only sitting at like maybe eighty pounds. I could be wrong. I don't I don't know. Um, I've never hunted over him, but no matter what. If it's got a little bit of that and a whole lot of sage, it yeah. can't go wrong, that's for sure. Yeah, no kidding. Like, so. Oh, I hear you. And I was talking Nash to... Does, oh, sorry, keep going. Oh, no, you're fine. Uh, and I was saying Nash just does all the like, little things that sage does. And it's, yeah. it's funny to watch how sage was a puppy and I'm watching my puppy do the same shit that sage was doing. And it's just funny how it, how it follows. Yeah. Yeah, because I was... Uh, so I had Jake Suddeth from... 806 gun dogs down in texas on i don't know a mm-hmm. couple uh couple episodes ago and then yeah when i was talking to him he's like yeah when you're looking for a dog like you want to look for a good mom like a good female because that's where all the genes come from and oh, so okay. like when you're looking for a hunting dog that's kind of what you want to base your hunting off <laughs> of is the female and Perfect. so i was like fair enough like fair i never right. thought about it like that but yeah i can see why Oh yeah, that makes sense. I guess. Yeah. I guess it makes sense. Science, right? Yeah. Science proven it. Sure as hell, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm excited. Um, I'm gonna drive down. I think we're gonna do a film down in Texas with Lil Trev and oh, awesome. uh, Riddle and and some other guys down there. Maybe Pickett and some yeah. other guys. But um, uh, I think we're gonna bring our dog trainer, who's our good friend uh, Blake Gibson, down there. Okay. with us and do kind of a film on like these two little puppies that have been I mean as soon as so Bennett dropped Nash off in the end of August and we were guiding together in October so Nash, Six and Sage have been together since fuck last weekend yeah. is when Bennett took off so they kind of had the whole fall together and 
So I think I'm going to drive down to Texas, grab six, and uh, bring both of them back and drop them off at, the, at our buddy Blake Gibson at Long Hollow and, um, and do a little film on that. So oh, I'm excited awesome. about these pups. It'll be sweet to watch them grow up. They should have a pretty killer life, I, I hope. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Like, it's so fun to get a new dog. Like, yeah. Just a blast. We always had puppies. We always had puppies growing up until I got to college. And my wife, girlfriend at the time, but my wife now, she, uh, I was bitching her. I was like, I'm, I just need a fucking dog. Like, this sucks. And yeah. she was going to school at Kentucky at the time. And she found a, this chocolate lab, this gigantic chocolate lab in this shitty ass dump of a, um, like humane society thing okay and so i go over there and i look at this thing and he's like 10 different shades of brown <laughs> looks like he's been living on a fucking highway he's missing a couple teeth and i was like i like him i'll take him <laughs> and so i i load this wolf into my truck <laughs> and he's got paws dude his paws are like cougar paws are huge and dude the next day since then he hasn't left my side like that's Mac, awesome max been uh i so i rescued his ass right out of college so in 13 i rescued him and um hasn't left my side and there's always it's it's the there's you're not trevor well you're and then there's the you're kind of trevor and, and then you're you're trevor and so if you're not trevor he doesn't listen to you whatsoever yeah. he doesn't even know that you're around if you're kind of <laughs> trevor you can say his name and he'll look at you but then he'll be like where's where's trevor where's dad at yeah and then if you're trevor if you're me then it's you know he's just he's I put my fucking pants on and his head's in my pants before my feet are. So I'm like, bro, you gotta give me a space. But, <laughs> oh, so that's I, awesome. So that was that was our first dog we've ever rescued, and uh, it's different, definitely different. Oh, I can imagine. I wouldn't imagine. take it back. That's for sure. Yeah, good dog. Probably one of my best hunting dogs. Yeah. Um, How old did you rescue him? Look. Well, they said, fuck, dude. They, <laughs> they were like, oh, he's two or three, and I was like, this is perfect potty train maybe whatever he's older i can fucking work on him yeah i show I, I grab him i bring him back to my vet up here in spokane oh he's probably four or five maybe six i'm like oh all right man well looks like we got some years left on you but we're gonna put her to her yeah <laughs> so i don't know i don't even know i think he's 11 i keep saying he's 11 i think i've been saying he's 11 for like four years so i don't really know but i retired him about two years ago okay his last shoot I brought him up to Canada I kind of knew it was going to be his last year and so I was like well you can come to Canada with me one last time and yeah. And so the last hunt um, uh, little Trev met me up there actually he got done guiding early he ripped over to Alberta with me and my buddies and so I had Sage and Sage and Mac and fuck dude we were shooting a ham out of ducks and geese in this little slough pond and um, I mean they're probably on their I mean what is the limit eight Canada's and or eight darks and eight ducks yeah there's five of us so they're putting some miles on them out in that water and it was <laughs> it was ice mud ice water mud oh, and geez. it was just miserable and I literally it got to the point Mac was done I, had, I took my it was one of those take your lanyard off throw your gun either kiss your ass goodbye or watch your dog die so I yeah. kind of started throwing my shit trying to break ice so he can because god love him man but he's dumber than rocks sometimes <laughs> he would never go down the same path you know it's like dog you went down this one there's no more ice anymore if you just keep going down that same fucking path you can make it through and so he just kept breaking ice and he almost didn't make it so that's when i started throwing my shit and yeah. uh, i got out there and smashed like this little piece of ice and 
whatever he broke through the rest of the 30 yards and uh, made it, but it was close call. And I kind of just like me and my good buddy Alex um, that I grew up with that hunts with me, and we kind of like both like held on to him. I looked down at him and I was like, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. I think I, I think he's had it. And he's like, yeah, man, probably probably good call. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's been retired for two years now. So it'll be good to get Nash out there and uh, so I don't have to start chasing these fucking woundies anymore from these yeah. clients. No kidding. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, dogs. Just so fun to have a dog in the field. Like. Yeah. Just, it is. Everyone just, there's like, it just brings that little extra. I mean, even if the hunt's slow. Yeah. You have a dog, everyone's just happier no matter what. Oh, yeah. Like, they're either pissed off or they're happy. And if you have a dog, and it, it helps. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and you don't have to go chase them a million miles. Like, if you sail one, if you have For a real. good dog, like, boom, that's, thing's gone. Mm hmm. Exactly. Like, oh. Yeah, no. I, Do you have a dog? Yeah. So I have a, I have a golden retriever that we trained for hunting. I was supposed to get a British lab, but my mom and my cousins, like my cousins were like, yeah, well, we're getting a golden retriever. Like they have some extra pups. Like that'd be so cool if they were brother and sister. Da, da, da. Like same deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yep, then so yep, we yep. ended up getting him. And then he's nine this year, but he's been running oh, with okay. me for, uh, the past few years and it's just fun to fun to have a dog like in the field on the water like he's a really phenomenal pheasant dog and then like water hunting is really good if i have the a-frame i'll bring him out because then he'll be fine but they can get like sometimes touchy in the um kennel because i realized i bought too small of a kennel for him because he's like a hundred pounds oh so he's a big boy and like yeah so he gets he gets anxious in that kennel and he's like, fuck dude, this is way too small for me. I, I can't sit in this thing. <laughs> Start freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, fair enough. Like just come sit in the A-frame or whatever it is and call it good. But yeah, it's fun to <clears throat> fun to have him out there. It'll probably be Yeah. I'm getting up there in age, he's getting gray, and so this'll be I didn't like this year I didn't take him on any like cold water hunts or anything. I was like, Yeah, he's just too old for that. I don't want to deal with yeah. that and like Yeah, there's there's a point. Yeah. I'm like there's I don't want to There's a point where you don't wanna you don't need to push it. Yeah. Like if it's if it's a dry field, like hundred percent he'll come out. For sure. He'll, he'll come yeah. out of a blast. But like if it's like that kind of stuff, I'm like, ah I'll be yeah. fine. Right. But yeah, no, it's it's a lot of fun having a dog, that's for sure. Like I'm looking for my next one here pretty soon because i just would like another dog down here at college because he's back oh, yeah. home and so like where do you go to school uh mankato state so it's like minnesota state university oh okay okay where's that from anoka i've heard of mankato isn't that where is roostad live over there is that is your shield that way yeah 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 so roostad's over here yeah okay Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. Yeah. So, yeah, there's... I haven't seen yeah. old Pidge kill in a little while, so I can't remember. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I have uh, talked to him a few... Talked to him, like, maybe once or twice, but <clears throat> never really never really got to know him. I know he's around the area somewhere, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, I think because he's running the Shields yeah. somewhere over there. Yeah, he's doing that, and then... Because they got the Shields right in town here. So. Oh, okay, okay. Well, you'll be seeing us soon. They actually just put an order in. 
right oh, of spring. Fair enough. So we'll be we'll be added on to that shield as our one of the new ones. There we go. Yeah. Like so Check who do you guys out. who do you guys uh put calls through? Like um, shields. Majority is shields, a uh, little bit of shields. Okay. <laughs> I've been through I don't know, a handful of shields and some of them we kept, some of them we haven't. Uh, okay. But Sportsman's Warehouse and Rogers are are, are bigger ones. Yeah. And yeah. then online, just online based. Yeah. Fair enough. So like. Ninety. I'd say we're. Well, yeah. I'd I'd say we're seventy five percent online. The written twenty five is going to be uh store wise. So. Yeah. I can imagine you make more online than you do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, because you know you got your you got your costs and your sheets yeah. and. Uh, just, yeah, you're gonna make more money when you're selling straight to the consumer. But yeah, having it having it in the stores is a huge benefit. That was oh, the yeah. biggest thing for us is like everyone's like, oh, we want to fucking try it. It's like, well, you live in New Hampshire. I'm sorry, <laughs> like I can't. Uh-uh. And I've been burnt. I got I, I kind of put too much stress in some people. I've been burnt. Sent product out. You know, I mean, everyone kind of gets through that. You, yeah. Uh, kind of put yourself out there and don't ever hear back from someone. But yeah. That was the struggles of it. <laughs> and getting into stores is such a pain in the ass. You gotta have like a fucking buying group. And if you don't have a buying group, then you're you better know somebody that knows somebody that knows Jesus. And if yeah. you don't know them, then fucking you're screwed, man. Okay. Like fair enough. It's hard. Yeah, I it's can hard imagine. to get in there. But yeah, because you guys uh, do you sell uh, your turkey calls at any stores, or is that? Uh, no, no, no turkey calls. Um, we well, I, I I actually added them to our uh, our our list this year for stores to pick up. Okay. Um, we've been we've had uh, someone else manufacturing our mouth reads for us. Okay. And then the pot calls, but we are now uh, equipped with the right equipment. We just bought a four by eight uh, table um, that's going to start pounding out all of our pot calls, box calls anything that you can cut out of a routing table so we'll start doing high high manufacturing with uh <coughs> in the turkey line now so we'll we'll be hitting that venture down a whole lot harder than we ever really have and producing some some cooler stuff rather than just your basic circle so yeah. it's kind of kind of our plan start venturing into the turkey game turkey hunting over here is huge too so it's not as crazy as like pennsylvania and east coast but it's pretty big over here so yeah oh i can imagine i I love that turkey hunting do you do a lot of turkey hunting i do man i do i i love goose hunting it's like i said that's my jam i'm i i that's what i that's what i've always done that's what i'm like kind of known for i guess is goose hunting not duck hunting but uh turkey hunting if i can go sit my ass next to a tree after uh, a hunting season after a guide season and not have to talk to someone while I'm hunting. <laughs> <laughs> not that I don't like talking. I love talking to yeah. people. That's I, I sell real estate for fuck's sake. So I'm, I'm always I, I, my phone. I've how many phone calls I've had since we've been talking. But yeah, dude, there's nothing cooler than sitting there and not hearing shit. Then all of a sudden you just hear a gobble and a shot gobble or anything, and they make that right note and they start ripping towards you and watching that thing. I, I'll shoot maybe one a year now. I don't. I don't tag out. I okay. don't really. I don't really go for myself that often. I have a lot of friends uh, slash clients that come over, and my buddy and I have a pretty sweet little spot locked down. It's about 240 acres uh, right along this uh, river, and 
there's a couple different roosts on it and they, oh, wow. uh, I, we hold probably close to 200 turkeys on this Dang. one roost so and we try to manage it as best as we can uh shoot nine to eleven toms a year is kind of where we sit at yeah. on that property and um you know we just try not to push them there's people that hunt around it and you know they they take some pretty good chops out the, the little tom tree so yeah you know you just kind of manage it right but it, it it's fun man I, there's nothing better than than watching that tom jump on that fucking decoy and start ripping it and watching that person shoot it oh yeah um, it's it, it's cool I, at first i had no idea what the hell i was doing because there's no turkeys over on the west side of washington i didn't even know what a fucking turkey looked like <laughs> fair enough yeah but yeah. do you guys shoot a lot of them over there yeah so like i've been turkey hunting probably since i was like 14 maybe but nice. i've but i've been bow hunting for them like since like probably two years ago and then oh, okay I like because I would bow hunt just behind my house, and we have like mm-hmm. a bunch of turkeys out there. But I'd always wait for the toms. We'd have Jake's running all over my decoys, and then the tom would always hold up on like where I couldn't shoot him out of the ground blind or something. Like just got out of hand, and I'm like, all right, well, I haven't been able to kill one yet. So I was like, yeah, I'll just go with shotgun. So last year I shot my first one, which. Oh was like kind of a, i was like wow that's took me long enough like god forbid <laughs> like, yeah, you got it <laughs> yeah like geez five years to shoot a turkey like that's but i mean there's a lot of people that turkey on there's a lot of good turkey hunting i just like just haven't just haven't connected with one but yeah last year okay. we uh so my so i have a piece of land that i can hunt down in southeast minnesota like over near uh winona and then so he's been letting me hunt out there and then he's got like a old schoolhouse the landowner does that he turned into a hunting shack like back when he used to hunt so you can sleep like oh. 12 guys in there oh, and cool. so he lets me come down there whenever i want and i'll go out there we went out there for like a week and turkey hunted and i shot mine the first morning within like 15 minutes and i was like that was an adrenaline rush like right holy shit like my gun clicked and everything like Miriam's or Rio's or what are you guys shooting over there uh we're shooting it's not Miriam's um Eastern's Eastern's I think is what we're shooting but yeah no my gun clicked shell was bad reloaded it he ran off a little bit and then came back and destroyed the Jake again and then I shot him Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Roast him. There you go, man. <laughs> uh, I was so nervous. I was like, you're fucking kidding me. Like, there's no way mm-hmm. this is happening. But, First one to click. Yeah. Oh, of course. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, of course. Oh, my God. But, yeah, no, it was, it's, it's a ton of fun. Like, if you can really get out. Like, it's, we had a good time. We I brought three guys down there. And then my other buddy went out that night shot his and then my two other buddies they were kind of putzing around didn't get one i got close to almost getting this the other guy one of them um but they just went across the fence Mm -hmm. and then but yeah no there's a lot of turkey hunting around like where we're at like yeah people love it and i can i love to do it like i love they give you a week to shoot one um that's it yeah so like if you're over 18 
you only have a week. Oh my god, that's terrible. And it used to be lottery, like you'd have to put in for your oh. week. Yeah. And then hopefully you'd get that week. Otherwise, you'd have to go like the later part of the season. But now they switched it to you can choose whatever week you want. And we just like we're like yeah like let's go kick it down there for a weekend or a week. Totally. And just go like try to shoot a couple turkeys and it was it was a blast. Like how many can you shoot? We can, we can only shoot one. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So they're, we can shoot two in the spring. Okay. Two in the spring. Um, you can see because there's you can shoot all three here and then one over so two on the east side one on the west side wow. in the springtime and then you can shoot another one or two in the fall I, I don't turkey hunt in the fall yeah uh, I know you can shoot another one in the fall so you can either shoot like four I don't even know I just I, we mainly just focus on our Merriams here in Spokane um, is all we do my buddy and I are supposed to go do uh, his 30th birthday was last year we were supposed to go do a um, we call it the Washington Grand Slam. So Merriam's, Easterns, and Rio's. And so we had this whole thing planned out. And then this awesome thing called COVID hit and <laughs> shut everything down. So then we were stuck. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, they shut our fucking season down for a month. Jeez. Because our season goes from April 15th to March 31st. Okay. Or, excuse me, May 31st, not March. Yeah, that's May the same 31st. for us then. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what we get. Um, we can shoot two birds here on the east side, and we get after it. After pretty good. I like hunting them like right in the beginning, like end of April. I feel like is is sometimes the best turkey hunting over here. Yeah. When they when they start getting real feisty with the with the jakes, Tom's and Jake start ripping each other, and I love watching them fight. I try to tell all my clients or all my buddies like just wait, just watch them tear that decoy up. Like that's the cool part watch them do that and then boom shoot them like 20 yards away i'm like what in the hell like i just couldn't wait i, I it was running at me and i was like yeah it was, well, it's not at you i'm kind of the call i'm right here but like the decoy man there's a decoy yeah we run i run all dsds for my for my decoys over here and yeah. uh man dave dave and brad really put a fucking spectacular set of uh, turkey decoys out there oh my god yeah man and just watch them and just love watching these birds rip them apart and just dance around and yeah watching a jake is probably the funniest thing in my opinion they're just so they're so ridiculous especially if you get a group <laughs> of jakes up there they're the funniest shit ever and they're like they fight each other yeah. and they throw each other around and they poke you know things and and they scare each other it's, it's pretty good <laughs> I enjoy it. I really enjoy it. We had a decoy. Uh, we had a, a decoy. It was like five yards away from us. And then this big-ass log that two of my buddies and I were sitting behind. And um, all of a sudden, this like group of bachelor pad just rolls in the eight jakes. And they just start fucking up our hen decoy. And uh, so I <laughs> we, we got we have GoPro. And I put a GoPro like underneath the decoy. And yeah. so we have this like five minutes of these jakes jumping on top of this hen and spinning in circles on this decoy and just spinning and spinning and spinning and they're just falling off and they just like took turns it was the wildest <laughs> thing ever oh that's awesome yeah I, yeah i get a kick out of them oh they're fun to watch like yeah they're a lot yeah no we uh so behind my house so two years ago i was very confident that i could shoot one with my shotgun like somewhere else uh 
like south of my house to where you can shotgun hunt. So I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, like I'll take my buddy out because he's just gonna bow hunt. I'm like, yeah, right. I'll just take him out. Like I have these birds. Like now that year, I have them patterned to a T. Like I've watched them every year for the past four years. Like I know what they're gonna do for two weeks. Yeah. They come strut in my field every day. Like we're gonna go. We're gonna go shoot one. And so I'm like, yeah, like come on over. I can get the birds in front of you, but I can't shoot them for you. He's like, yeah, yeah, don't worry. I got my bow tuned up, but we're good. And I'm like, all right, fair enough. So we go out there the next day, and eight o'clock rolls around, and I finally come out. There's probably like I don't know, ten hens, four Jakes, and then four Toms. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, dude, come straight to the decoys. Like. I plant a food plot every year, so they come and eat up that. Nice. Um, and so I was like, yeah, just get ready. He's like, all right, sweet. They come over. The biggest tom gets about, I don't know, 10 yards from the blind. And it's like it's like a makeshift blind I made um, underneath my box blind for deer hunting. Okay. And okay. He's like, I'm like, yep, all right, get ready. You're going to shoot this one. He's like, all right, perfect. Pulls up shoots shoots into my blind and so shoots the board off (laughs) and the birds just lose it they start running back to the other side of the field and i'm like oh my god dude like i like i'm gonna try to get them over here again but like you can't miss this time yeah yeah, okay i'm like whatever so they come back for the second time and they're back feeding again whatever and the birds are like 15 yards i'm like yep just let her rip Pulls up, shoots, shoots underneath it. All the Toms and Jakes run back. I'm like, all right, dude. Well, uh, this is two in a row. Like, I don't know. Like, we're going to give this one one more time. And then I'm leaving the blind. (laughs) And You're on your own. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, and then he's like, well, dude, I only have two broadheads. I'm like, well, pull the one out of the wood. Like, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Yanks that one out of the blind. (laughs) And there's still the 10 hens that are in front of us that are just sitting there feeding. They didn't care. The Drakes and Toms ran back. And I'm like, well, dude, they come and they go feed and then they go to the top of the hill every day. So they have to come back. And these hens are making their way over there. So they're going to come back. He's like, yeah, perfect. Gets another 15-yard shot. Shoots, misses. I'm like, all right, I'm done. Yeah, for real, dude. Yeah, there's only so much you can do for these people, right? That's hard. I'm like, dude, I like, I told you, did you practice? Like, dude, I swear, like, I was, I was on, like, and I'm like, I was on it. I swear, I I hit the target every time, every time I hit it. But then I bought this broadhead thing that I don't know how to fucking shoot for the first time, and I read Google, and (laughs) man, that's the that's the miserable thing about. Uh, archery turkey hunters is like that's a hard bird you really got to hit it in the right spot yeah. to kill that turkey yeah and it's not a big spot no. and um it depends what you know what the fuck you're shooting i don't know i i couldn't tell you what anything about a bow really is and this one kid called me up and he's like hey i want to bring my buddy and i in similar story he's got a he's got a bow he wants to shoot one i go okay well do you know what the hell he's doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He, he shot a deer. He's done this. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, tell him to bring his shotgun just in case. Okay. <laughs> so we show up there the first morning, and I tell my buddy, because there's, there's two different routes that we can go hunt on our property. And 
So he he brings the kid that I know. My buddy brings him up there to the top, and I'm down at the bottom with this kid with this friggin' bow. And um, I call in this Tom, and Tom is, and I put the decoy at like 10 yards away, and I have him. I have a pop-up blind in this one spot. Yeah. So we sit there and he draws back, and I'm like, "Hey, you shoot when you're ready." And it's just standing there, and the fucking arrow dives down and hits the ground right in front of Tom. And I look at him like, "What the hell?" <laughs> And then he like pulls another one back and shoots it like five feet over. And this Tom is like, "What is what's flying at me?" And I my gun is loaded and it's next to him. I'm like, "Grab my gun and shoot that." Now the Tom's walking away. Yeah. And um, he's like, "No, I gotta shoot another one." And his freaking arrow was stuck in some pouch thing that he had. So he's like moving shit all the way around and he's shaking the tent. And I'm like, "And it's a good sight." Tom, I'm like, "Hey, you better you better hurry up and grab my gun and shoot this. It's gonna go." Yeah. Doesn't get anything figured out. Talk the tur- the the turkey takes off, and so then his morning's all ruined. He's all pissy about it, and so my other so then the kid that that I knew he shoots this nice palm and he's all stoked, and and so they're only gonna be there for one day. And I'm like, hey, you know, like we can go this afternoon if you don't shoot one, then you know we can go tomorrow morning if you guys want to stay. And like, okay, so then afternoon, uh, it was rain or something like that, and I was like, guys, there's just no point. Like, they're we're not going to get them in this rain. And yeah. So we chilled, and the next morning we go back out. Same goddamn story. He wanted to shoot his freaking bow <laughs> at this turkey. <laughs> I go, no man, you're going to shoot my gun. He goes, no, 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 I, I, I'll shoot it. I know what I can do. Same shit, misses again, and so uh, then the hunt's over with. I'm sorry, with we go back to the house and because they all stay at my house and you know we're kind of settling up my buddy comes up and he goes hey he doesn't want to pay because he didn't shoot one i go he doesn't want to pay me i go i spent 48 hours chasing turkeys around this property so he could miss i can't i can't shoot him for him that's not my problem so i walk up to the kid you know he's he's younger i'm already graduated he's just getting into college and i'm like hey bud so I, you know, this is kind of how this whole thing works. When, when you, when I give you the opportunity, it's not my fault that you don't kill. It's, <laughs> it's my fault when I don't get bird in yeah. or close for you to kill. So I, I wouldn't charge you, but I go, I did that multiple times. You owe me. And he's like, well, I just think it's kind of bullshit. And I go, I'm sorry, man. I'm not going to argue with you on how this works. I go, you can call any other guide. Man, it doesn't even matter if some some people don't even care if you don't shoot. They'll still take your money. I go, I'm willing to not take your money if you don't shoot. But you shot like six arrows at two birds and missed. So I go, you, you owe me. <laughs> I mean, uh, fuck, it was like 250 bucks back then. I was like, you know, thinking about it, it's nothing, but it's like, yeah. dude, the principles. <laughs> oh yeah, like a hundred. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And people's kids oh i tell you dude like it's so funny like like just people like that yeah yeah I, they just they don't understand it no they think that they should they think that the guide should make it dead and that's yeah. the hardest thing it's like we don't control the weather we don't control the flight no we can only do the best that we can you know that we can do and the stars don't always align and that's why it's called hunting and not killing and yeah. you're always going to get the clients that just want death and yeah. that's fine they can do their own thing they can you know they can have that feeling and be happy when they have piles and yeah you know it's just that's the hard thing about getting into guiding is is understanding that and just brushing off the pissed off people because they want death not good times yeah oh i hear don't you don't get me wrong 
piles are a fucking great time. I get it. I don't want to sit there for one bird all goddamn day. Either. Yeah. Like it's, we all, we all, you know, I, I like hanging out with my friends. I like doing that, but there's a, you know, time and a place and yep. sitting out there over and over and over. But, you know, when it comes to the, the guiding thing, it's, it's hard. People just expect a limit. They expect the biggest, you know, buck. They expect the best time. They expect this. And it's like, oh, I wish I could give you that opportunity every single time, but um, I can't. Yeah. Oh, exactly. <laughs> like, dude, even like we do a little bit of guiding around here for waterfowl hunting. And like, I took these two kids out last year, like seniors in high school or whatever. We had this juiced up, like, flooded cornfield pond. Like, watched a ton of birds go in there, whatever. And we go hunt it the next evening. And I mean, like, they're landing in the decoys, like, literally landing in the decoys, 10 yards max. And they shoot <laughs> four over the night. <laughs> and you're like, well, why don't we shoot more? I'm like, well, maybe if you learned how to trap shoot or go to the sporting range every once in a while, you'd figure that out. Like, I literally couldn't watch it anymore, and I had to shoot two of them. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I was like, yeah. I was like, well, they're like, we paid this much money for it. I'm like, yeah, like, you should have been limited out in the first 20 minutes. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> nah, they, they shot yeah. through two boxes of shells. Oh. Yeah, each. And yeah, and they're complaining about pain. <laughs> it's the worst. I'm like, guys, come on. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it was. Yeah. It People was are fun. ungrateful, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no kidding. Like, yeah, it's. Well, it's something. We get a lot of people from like Seattle, and it's cheaper for them if they were to just go with an outfitter yeah. and go hunting, because they're only going to go hunting four or five times. Yeah. And after you go buy a trailer and your your field spread or your water spread in a boat, get permission you might and as everything. Well get go get permission for gas, hotel, yeah. <laughs> food, all of that. Like, because I mean, it, our states are big. Like same thing with your guys. Like in big states, you ain't just cruising over for the morning and cruising right back that's why my family i literally grew up in a freaking hotel since i was born until i was in high school and yeah. i still stay at hotels once in a while if i travel you know we tra- obviously travel but like my dad and mom are still staying in hotels every freaking weekend after 33 years of it oh yeah <laughs> it, it adds up yeah like oh people just don't understand that that's a thing like going and scouting is one thing wasting all that gas but then you have to get permission on that fee yeah like right. <laughs> it's just that's like, hard yeah and for people that like around here like well how do you like how do you shoot all these geese da, da, da? i'm like well maybe if you uh didn't go hunt a public lake every morning because you want to go hunt every day maybe you spend a day or two scouting and going yeah, trying right. to find something that's worth hunting mm-hmm like people don't understand you gotta pound that pavement mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my worst hunting season i got into real estate and uh my first year i didn't do worth a shit in real estate so hunting was really good my second year in real estate i was killing it my hunting with the shit yeah and i was talking to my old man i was like man i don't know what is going on with me. like i cannot get a pattern <laughs> on a bird i can't like i can't get on a good hunt even if there's birds in this field like i can't even run i love running traffic i think running traffic is probably the coolest thing ever i would almost rather run traffic than shoot an x not all the time but sometimes (laughs) yeah if i can run a traffic field 
there's a couple that I, I would rather pick than running the X just because it all it, it all adds up. But, uh, but yeah, it's uh, I don't even know where I was going with that running the traffic thing. Now I forgot where I was going with it. My bad. Yeah, no, I I hear you on that. We run a decent amount of traffic out here too. Like, I mean, if you can't get on the X, which in some of the areas that we hunt, it's like pretty tough to get on land because it's either yeah. like already been like for example our early goose hunting i counted on how many no's i got i got 52 no's in two Ooh. weeks holy smokes yeah like i think i got eight yeses and 52 no's like oh my gosh yeah man it was hard br- like everybody hunts early season that's why like once mm. you get later in did the you year have a deer season going on at that point well was that early season is that you, you don't have deer hunting going on at that point do you no 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 deer hunting's first week of november so then oh. like yeah like we'll have everybody early goose hunting and then after that it just kind of sh- like nobody goes out scouts nobody nobody really cares anymore our main deer season opens up uh, the opening, usually like the opening of duck season. Okay. So usually get away like our big public spots is not as crazy. Yeah. Because you have a lot of deer hunters over here. Yeah. Oh, I hear you. It's like hard though. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, they it's, they love to deer hunt out here. Yeah. yeah I don't. I I've shot one. I uh, called my buddy after I shot it. It was on that turkey property, too, and he goes down the street, and I was like, now what? <laughs> and he goes, what do you mean, now what? And I go, I, I don't know what the hell I just did. I just shot this freaking animal, and no one's with me. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, oh, well, don't move. I'll be there in, like, 20 minutes. I'm like, all right. So I counted to, like, two minutes, and I started walking at this thing. And he calls me again. He's like, okay, like, have you seen it walk around? I'm like, no, I'm trying to find it. He's like, God damn it. I told you 20 minutes, not two minutes. Like, so uh, found it thing. It was, it was a cool little ordeal, but I don't, the whole deer thing, I don't, it doesn't get me. Yeah. I, I'm kind of in the same boat. I do, I do the first weekend in November is our first rifle opener. That's like our rifle opener. And the only mm-hmm. reason like I go up there is just to hang out with my grandpa for the weekend. Like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Got that going on. So that's like really kind of the only reason I deer hunt like that weekend, just mm-hmm. to hang out with him and deer hunt, mess yeah. around a little bit. That's rad. Go to the casino, like. Oh yeah. Always a Tear good time. Tear up the casino with the gramps. Oh yeah. For like, sure. We'll be out there. We'll be out there till one a.m. Like just kicking it at the casino. Right. <laughs> <Nice. laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I have to have my friends remind me when the deer season is over here. I missed it last week or whenever the 19th was. Yeah. So like, do you, you realize that your deer season ends tomorrow? And I was like, well, we got to go film. Like, <laughs> got to go do something. You're like, well, then you're not shooting a deer. And I was like, oh, I guess two years in a row, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just, I, I need to commit to like three days and just go do it. Cause we have some pretty good ground around here. And yeah. Just, I just don't do it. I don't know. They taste I mean, it tastes pretty good. I, yeah. I don't. I like. I like deer. Yeah, I like oh, that. I love good. deer. Yeah. No, yeah, we. Uh, I'll like. I only shoot. I'll try to shoot like two deer, just so I have meat all throughout the winter. 
And then, like, I'll make sticks and breakfast sausage and stuff out of that, which is, like, good for trips. Like, mm-hmm. you go on different hunting trips in North Dakota or whatever. That way you don't have to go buy a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, I don't know. It's fun like that. So you just live off of that for a year. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. That'd be a ton of meat. Like, my buddy just pulled in and I was like, what, 400, 350 pounds, 400 pounds of meat off the moose he just shot? That's a lot. 300 pounds of meat? That's a lot of meat. Like, you need to buy your own chest freezer. I think he did actually for that. (laughs) That was crazy. He got a special draw on that. Oh, that's sick. Hard, hard to get those up over here, but there's, you can shoot some nice moose. Oh, I can imagine. We always see them up in Alberta. That's fun because they're always just running around when we when we're up in Alberta at that time frame, beginning of October. Yeah. Fucking everywhere. Yeah. That's the same oh. way when we're up in North Dakota. Like, if we go all the way to Crosby, which is like the Montana Canada border, mm-hmm. like you'll see them every road like they'll just be whipping yeah. around and you won't even see like waterfowl hunters up there it's just all moose hunters and all pheasant hunters and then mm-hmm. some dumbass kids with a snow spread just <laughs> ripping around chasing, chasing them down that's <laughs> yeah. cool that's so, pretty sweet yeah you guys do that a lot yeah we try to make like a trip just for snows and then make our other trip either like a late season goose hunt or like a duck hunt like or just just chase them for that but that's kind of your state's thing is to head over to the Dakotas isn't it yeah that's what I feel like a lot of people head that way I wonder how crazy it was this year without Canada opening oh it was it was intense like there was did you go this year yeah there was a lot of people was there oh yeah I couldn't I bet and that yeah, that was that was a heartbreaker not being able to go across that state line or go, not state line but country line yeah to the old Canada you ever go up there I have not I maybe next year plan to go there up to Saskatchewan mm-hmm. my buddy nice. kind of makes a couple guys go up there and I'd like to hop in on that trip next year because that'd be a blast yeah it's a good time man like you gotta go check it out everyone's gotta check out Canada at least once oh yeah that's for go sure we're gonna fill in yeah like um, yeah no do you guys do a lot of uh filming over where you're at for waterfall hunts i yeah we we uh so we teamed up with slade northwest about six years ago okay. i don't know if you ever watched their videos they make but badass videos mather is a genius uh, yeah mather is mather mccaller is the man behind the scenes that no one knows and he is the raddest dude you've ever you'll ever meet in your life um you can walk out of the field after shooting one goose or a hundred geese and you'll have the whole story and the whole video just like running in his brain and just spitting it out and you're like holy shit that's how so did you sweet. think of like putting all that and he does all of his music all the editing and he does everything and it's uh it's impressive um we're very fortunate to be able to link up with them um alex bushlacki and uh and riley uh those are the other guys that kind of like the the faces of it back in the day when they were in montana and then they allowed uh, us uh, alex and i to, to hop in and kind of take some of the glory and uh and film with them and kind of turn it into uh one big family so we usually do two three films um a year in washington then we'll try to break down to like oregon or go to idaho or 
or do something. But this year, uh, it's like, you know what? We, we teamed up with Browning. So it's, uh, it's yeah. us and, and Browning. So we're, I was like, let's, let's push the limit. So we're going to head over to Nebraska. Um, like I said, on Thursday, we fly out. And then we are going to probably do one more film locally, uh, depending bird-wise, in December. And then we'll head over to January. And then we'll uh, beep up down to Texas and go see little Trout and um, Crooked Wing and uh, hopefully some of the other guys down there, Stephen Deeb and Hunter Pickett. And yeah. Kind of do a, a big shoot for some lessers and cranes. We built that crane call this year, so yeah, I saw that. <clears throat> I gotta, I gotta go shoot one now that we have a call. I've never shot a crane, so I feel kind of ridiculous. But, um, but no, it's uh, I, I'm excited to get down there and, and to see that country and to go do that. So yeah, well, that'll then we'll be probably awesome. do maybe do one more, one more film. Maybe head over towards North Dakota or even head head down to Arkansas for snows. I don't know. Yeah. That'd be now intense. I usually go up to Alberta every spring and fall, so not be able to do that. I'm gonna have to spread my wings and go different places. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, um, no, I was. We uh, do. Oh, go ahead. Keep going. No, go for it. Um, no, but yeah, I was gonna say, Slade Northwest. They kill easily my favorite hunting films to watch. Like. Nice. Yeah. Like it's so cool how they all put it together and everything. Yeah, it's uh, he—he's a magician, man. It's, it's crazy talking to him about it and how he can just put it all together. He's very—he uh, uh, just—he's a deep thinker. It, it's impressive, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I was watching. He, I don't know what. I don't know who posted it. Not this slate or what, but they were talking about like the whole film or um, or what's his face that does all the camera work and like showed yeah so like they showed like the whole office and like what he does and then his whole like how he got into it and yeah that was such a cool film to watch oh the hunt 41 yeah yeah that's um, what it was potter did yeah yeah that was potter came up and hunted with us in moses lake and mather was there and so we were doing it was like a film on a film about a film (laughs) (laughs) because we were doing a film for burris at the time on Austin, Sandman and his, because Austin, the guy I guide for, my buddy, he's a farmer. So we're doing a film on Austin while Ben's doing a film on Mather <laughs> on a film of Hunt 41. So I was like, what in the hell are we filming here? Yeah. There's like four different camera guys. I'm like, which way do I look? <laughs> but no, it was cool. It was cool to, uh, I'm glad people kind of get to, get to know the man behind the camera. Yeah. Cause I mean, just. He's never shot a bird before. Really? doesn't have his hunting license no kidding i've been asking him i'll i'm like dude i'll take a test for you we just need four more birds like come on (laughs) (laughs) but i want i told him i go dude before any of this shit ever ends like you're you're gonna shoot at your own limit of geese and we're all gonna just watch you and that will be the hunt that'll be it that would be a sweet film that'd be that'd be really cool yeah, I'm. I'm break. I'm trying to break him. He, he keeps saying yes, but he keeps not getting his hunting license conveniently. So I know I just need to like sign him up for that waiver thing. Washington's got this waiver thing where you can, you don't have to actually have a hunting license. Yeah, as long as you're hunting with someone that has had one. Okay. So I should just sign him up and be like, hey, we're actually not filming your hunting. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, no, because he he makes some badass films. Like, there's no doubt about that. You know what, man? And if you get him out of his hunting life, he has some of the craziest documentaries. 
he's 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 traveled when he was out of high school him and his buddies traveled with bums on the rail and did a documentary on the train life wow and then he also went over to the east coast and did a documentary on the world champion um uh rock skipper wow that's pretty neat. He's just, he just got some <laughs> random ass shit out there, and it is it is clever. It is super clever. Yeah, he's got a bride scheme, that's for sure. Yeah, and the Hunt Forty One guys they they do a hell of a job on filming too. Yeah, Ben Ben and Mather they've they've done a lot of stuff together. I think they've done a lot of like the Sika commercials back in the day together. The films, Ducks or Doctor Duck or whatever. And yeah, I think Mather was part of that. And, Ben and Mather, are, they're pretty good friends, and um, Ben's a sweet dude. He's also he's one of those clever ass guys, man. He's got an idea and he puts it together, and he puts it together well. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that they're was that was pretty neat two to of watch. The best that. in the industry, I'd say. Oh yeah, I I definitely say that. Yeah, there's no question about that. I mean, you talk about just artwork, and you're talking about yeah. them. Oh. And, and, and when you film, when you're filming, you, you always have to like watch out for the camera guy. You got to do this, you got to do that. Hide him here. And with those two dudes, you don't have to. They just, they know, they they can get, they get around shit and they can, I don't know what it is. I, we filmed with different camera guys before. Yeah. Dealing with like the sportsman channels in different ways and different TV shows. And dude, these two are just, they're, they're crazy behind the camera. I don't know how they get the angles. I don't know how they... <laughs> Birds don't see them. I don't know how they get away with half the shit they do, but they do it. You know, they're good guys, that's for sure. Yeah, no kidding. So how did you meet up with them? Slave probably West. social media. Yeah. Probably just like some social media posts or... There's a funny story kind of behind it. Um, Alex and I were at Oregon Waterfowl Festival, and we meet the three dudes. Um... Alex, Riley, and Mather, and and so we're all kind of like, and this is when uh, this must have been like 2015 or 16. So we're 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 the young guns on the block, yeah. and uh, same same with them. And so we hung out with them for the day and got to know each other, gave them some calls, and then Alex uh, he's gonna head over to the West Side to go film with some of our other buddies. His uh, Alex, my business partner, he's hell of a camera guy, and. Um, and Slade, they called like, hey, we got Ben coming up. We're going to do a film. Like, you guys should come over. And I couldn't make it for some reason, but uh, Alex went over there to go to go do uh, two different shoots. And old Al went out that night and he got a little torn up. And uh, <laughs> he didn't make it too well on that old boat. And so I think that's kind of how his relationship started with Slade. And so they kind of had the same mindset, you know, party hard and go hunt. And, yeah. Uh, but on, but on, on, on a good level. Yeah. Um, a restricted level, if you will. But uh, so, anyways, we kind of just like minds, and um, that next fall, I, you know, just kept staying in touch. And I have a, I have a pretty good piece of. Oh, I had. Now the farmer doesn't farm anymore, but I had this badass wheat field here in Airway Heights, and called them up, and I was like, "Hey, we could put a film together if you guys want to do it." And like, yeah, we can come out in like two weeks, three weeks. I was like, "That sounds good." And shit. The first film, it's called Highline. Yeah. And uh, I never, I could never, I, I couldn't find a field to shoot. And so I was calling them all morning. I was like, I don't, this, boys, this doesn't look good. By the grace of God, I literally rolled back down the, the road. I was like, one last look, because I don't know what else we're going to go do. And my field was just jacked. 
Oh my god! There must have been like 500 honkers on this thing, and that's a that's a good spread for us up here. That's a yeah. really good spread. And so the next morning we put, I don't know, I, I was so nervous. But until we killed that first goose, I, I, that's when I could start breathing and I could <laughs> let go of my butthole and <laughs> relax. And we put that first film together and that was it, man. Like we made that connection and had a good film. And after that, we did everything together. We don't even, you know, there was no, they're not using our call company. We don't use our production company kind of, kind of a deal. And so we've just kind of like, stuck together and whatever we did they did whatever they did we did so yeah we've been working with the same companies throughout this year we kind of um took things a little different and uh we're gonna we're working with browning and gonna produce some i don't know hopefully some badass films for everybody and put some good shit out there on youtube yeah no kidding is our is our hope so yeah hopefully hopefully we can do her do her this weekend over there in nebraska we'll see yeah that i'm wishing you guys the best of luck yeah man i appreciate that I, it sounds like uh something might be a little tough old weather systems that aren't coming through so yeah i think the work will be ahead of us but we'll uh, we'll put the hurt to them hopefully no matter what you know matter can make 10 different or one duck look like 10 different ducks so it doesn't matter so you know we always look like we're killing shit right yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh we definitely i mean i don't know that's always been kind of like the fun thing about us is it's never it's not always a slam fest yeah you know it's never just the shot four feet off the ground back flapping either and yes we always try to keep it as real as possible so oh 100 percent. yeah like the film you guys just uh put out i watched that that was a sweet film oh the last one we just yeah 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 a little quick one we did out here in elmsburg little little cowboy town yeah next to the cascades and beautiful little area yeah that was really really fun to watch good good well i hope it's uh we we got five more hopefully coming out this year so i can't wait excited I'm excited. It'll be a good time. That's for sure. You guys do any filming over there? Uh, so yeah, we. Uh, so my buddies, uh, we've done like the smack them. They do a lot of filming up in North Dakota. We've been trying to do some down here, but without our main cameraman down here, it's kind of tough. Um, but I have another buddy, Connor, who's a big uh, camera guy. So he started to hunt with us and. So we're gonna try to do some stuff with that, but yeah, Connor Dice. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So. Nice. Yeah, so it'll be fun. Um, we'll try to do some stuff with that. I'm gonna go uh, scout the river tomorrow. Mid, hopefully find a nice little sandbar to hunt some mallards and geese off. Cause that'd be a pretty cool little film if we made something off of that. Yeah, um, man. I've, I've always heard about those shoots. They sound pretty slick. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be ideal if we could find find a nice little um, sandbar, you know, throw out the A-frames, run like yeah, we'd run like four different boats up the river, and like just have a, a big old spread out. Oh yeah, yeah. So are you be, guys like are you guys hitting migrators? Are you just hitting birds, ripping? And you, I mean, the whole migrator thing is crazy to me. It's like how much talk I hear about the Minnesota migrators. Oh yeah. Like, if you get on a good flight path, it can be pretty crazy. I mean, and you're literally just watching birds coming from the north, and they're just migrating down, huh? Yeah. All, like, all the time, you just get that right wind, and you're like, oh yeah, migrators are coming today. 
<laughs> yep. Like we just look for our northwest wind. And I hear Heinz talk about it all the time. Like Joe, what in the hell? Like, cause in Washington, it's not like, oh, we got the northwest. Yep, here comes a couple thousand. Yeah. We don't have that going on over here, so it's cool to hear about you guys and the mig the migration hunts that you guys get to put together. Oh yeah, it's a blast to watch them just come from the absolute heavens and just drop yeah. into these big like field spreads. I mean, we'd, I mean, even like early in the year when you'll get towards the end of early season goose, which is like still like third week in September. I mean, mm-hmm. we'll run forty dozen decoys, fifty dozen decoys. Nice. And just like, just be power in the calls and like just trying to pull them out from the heavens and just super fun to just watch them just drop straight to your feet. That's the best. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can see why you like that so much. That's what, <laughs> that's what Ben and I were kind of doing this fall. We, we were running a lot of groups together and we were able to, in the areas that we were hunting, I guess you could almost call it like a migration area from what you guys, how you guys explain over there and pulling birds down, man. I mean, there's nothing cooler than that. Watching the maple leaf from freaking way up there. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's, it's a lot of fun just to be able to do that. And then, I mean, even later in the season, get some good migration days where they'll just be pushing down sky high and throw those big traffic spreads or find like if you can find a field right off the highway because they love to follow the highway and so like for some reason like they must know or something because like i mean right down the highway is like where you're going to find your heavy flyway and then big roosts along your highways like we'll have like yeah we'll have decent sized roosts I mean roosts. you have 10,000 freaking lakes in your, yeah. life, in your state like what the fuck is a big roost to you guys yeah so if, it's, if water's open then I guess that would be a roost because there's water everywhere yeah that that like this time of year that's basically it I mean if there's water open they're gonna be in there that's but, crazy yeah yeah so it's oh. fun to do that chase them around and then but I mean like Joe Hines and all those guys they chase them up in Fergus which is like they have a bunch of pits up there and then they have the big like power plants that keep the water mm-hmm. open with the warm water oh and then so they're just chasing all those birds that push into fergus every day and i mean tons of birds up in fergus and then you have a bunch of rivet bands and stuff like that that come from canada mm-hmm. they take that flight path every year but this year they closed down the plant so i don't know how that's gonna turn out for them why did they close the plant down covid or i just plants not running or something like either the plant's just not doing well or whatever it is but they decided to close it down this year and so it'll be interesting i wonder if they'll turn all the water and everything off yeah i mean obviously there's not recycling the the normal but i wonder if they'll like just completely shut it off damn yeah i might change the flyway dude yeah so they're up like, in alberta it's the same thing i get my buddy's way up there and he'll call me in ass end of december and be like yeah there's still you know five thousand hawks sitting on this power lake up here yeah it's like holy shit and it's <laughs> negative what yeah oh yeah they so. they stay late like there's if there's open water there's no reason for them to leave 
I think there's a lot of birds that we just we don't even see. And then once our season's over, yeah, for waterfowl, everyone switches the, to the snow goose world, and kind of like we lose sight of like what's still coming down or what's going back. And yeah, uh, at least in Washington, wise with us having the split season now for snow geese, I've been able to pay attention a little bit more to how our. I mean, because once hunting season's over, uh, my, I, I pack my shit. I go back to Spokane, and I don't. I'm not really in the central of Washington where our migration is at. So I kind of just watch the the Spokane, and there's a whole big difference of, of migration from from Spokane over to the to the Moses Lake area. And so, yeah, it's crazy. And then during the springtime, it's fun to watch it. Oh yeah, it's. I just, I just get a kick off of migrations. I don't know. I don't know why. I talk talk to Nick Johnson all the time about maps and where he wants to go, and where I want to go, and just listening to the different areas and different migrations. Mind blowing what other places have, and I think traveling and hunting is probably one of the key things that everyone should do. Like yeah. at least one fucking time. Yeah. Oh, I hear you on that. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah. yeah. If you're ever in Minnesota and you want to come chase some migrators, you just let me know. Dude, I'm down, man. Like, I'm, I'm down. One of these days, I'll be I'll be done. I'll be done guiding full time, and I'll I'll be traveling around, acting like an old dude, and living the dream. Well, I suppose I don't know. I, don't get me wrong. I love guiding. One of my favorite things to do. If I can, if I can watch. I don't know how many newbies I've had this year, but watching them smoke a goose for the yeah. first time and listening to them yell and holler like that shit's cool oh yeah i mean i i love my friends but like they're just so ungrateful sometimes <laughs> oh i hear you on that like i'll have buddies that i'll be hunting with around here and i'm like well thank god i'm the only one that scouts because nobody else would have any other like literally i have two buddies that have like been hunting down here for two years they still mm-hmm. don't have a field to their name and yeah. i'm like I'm like, well, what would you do if I wasn't here? And then they're like, well, all the birds came off the roost at once. So nice going. Way way to scout that one out. I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, what? We shot like, I don't know, like 12 or whatever it is. It's like, there's a three man or a four man limit. We have like eight guys or whatever, but like still. Yeah. Like, sorry. Sorry. You were sitting in bed. Like. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, we're not hunting your field. Like, <laughs> I don't know. What to tell you. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, it, some people they just they take it for granted for what their friends can bring to the table. I've always been one to have all my own shit. My dad always had his own trailers. Yep. As soon as I got into college, dad mistakenly gave me a trailer with some of his old decoys, and I sold all of them, and I got a bigger trailer and more decoys. <laughs> Got up with Tangle Free and then got even more decoys. Yeah. And then in the and and then all of a sudden I started we were running stuffers and so I just man, I, I've always been one to have my own shit to yep. never have to I don't know. My dad never relied on anyone else to go goose hunting and I've kind of been trying to play that same game and not that I can't rely on my friends, but I'm just always the one that has everything for fields. Yeah. Your P twelve blinds and two different trailers. <laughs> Let's go. You're preaching to the choir, my man. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, but nothing makes me happier. Oh, know? yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, I love taking my buddies out, whatever it is, but, like, I'm not going to bank on them. Like, I I have my own trailer. I have all my own decoys. Like, if you want to come, like, I'll have buddies that are like, yeah, we'll send videos of the feed, da-da-da. I'm like, here's the deal. Like, 
I have 12 other guys that would be more than welcome to come. Like, I'm sending you the invite. If you want to come, great. If you don't, mm-hmm. then don't come. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... Some people love it. Running the bigger group, some people don't. Yeah. Oh, I hear you on that. Like, I don't know. Right. It's fun, but it's just how it goes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what are you up to this weekend? You guys ripping them? Yeah, we're going to go... Uh, hopefully hunt my feed that i uh was looking at tonight hopefully the clouds come in pretty heavy for thursday and go hunt out there and then go try to find a couple more feeds to go hunt because i mean there's enough birds around just have to kind of get on get on a good weather system here well hopefully that happens here soon but yeah now before we ah oh keep going Oh, no, nothing. I was just going to say, I think it's going to be another week of boring-ass weather and not killing much yeah. over here. Yeah. But we'll see. But yeah, but uh, before we wrap things up here, because we're kind of the two-hour. Um, but yeah, so is there anything you wish we would have went over before we end things up? I mean, I could talk to you for hours about this stuff. <laughs> but usually this is about the time that people quit listening. So. Yeah. yeah. No, man. No, I... Uh, no, I appreciate you having me on. And uh, if anyone's ever looking for a duck call or a goose call, turkey call, or if you're a call maker looking for someone to make your calls, we can do it. And yeah. if you're looking to, you know, sell a house, buy a house, we can do that too for you. Perfect. <laughs> we're, a, we're an all in, all in house package deal. But no, man, I appreciate you having me on here, and it's been fun. I've been enjoying. I've been, I've been listening to podcasts, you know, since you hit me up. I was, I've been watching it for a little while, and then you hit me up, and so I started pounding pavement and listening to all of them. And, I like what you got going on, dude. I appreciate it, dude. It was a blast to have you on. Like, thank yeah, you. I appreciate it as well. If you ever find your way in Spokane or in Washington, look us up. All right, fair enough. And yeah. then if I uh, if they have game fair next year, I hope I see you. Um, oh, absolutely. We'll be, we'll be there for sure. Somewhere yeah. on the main drag, probably next to Big Sean or someone right down there by the lake. So I hope to see everyone. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, if they have it, I'll be there. So good. Yeah. Good. We'll have a beer for you in the back tent. All right. Perfect, brother. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks for everything. Yeah, you have a good one. Yeah, you too. All right, bye. bye. And that wraps things up today for Living the Guy Life, episode 22 today with Trevor Austin. Dude, just a straight-up beast. Had him such a fun time with him on today. I mean, could talk to this dude for hours. But, you know, two hours is usually when people like the cutoff, which is, I don't know, how it goes, I guess. (laughs) But, I mean, had a blast talking to him about Slade Northwest, Pacific Calls. His story on how they started that call company is just super fun to listen to and the stories that come with it. Um, And so it was just a blast really to get to hear his story and hear a little about the Pacific Northwest because that's new to me and I'm always here to, uh, you know, listen and learn about new areas to hunt because I feel like that'd be a pretty neat one to go experience. So I hope you guys enjoyed it.